It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Stand up and say what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, welcome in to episode number. Anybody? Anybody got a number? I forgot. It's it's on me. I just totally forgot that I needed to come up with a number. Twenty-four. Twenty. Oh, because of your your thing that you're mad about the fact that yeah the women's the women's I mean whatever. All right, fine. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that later. It's uh, twenty-four of jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun. He's Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live. Um, oh, you know what? I didn't even check to see who won. I got to be honest with you, boys. I think the three of us lost. I'm not positive on that, I mean, but I think but, that's but, the case. Well, okay, like but we, we tied. But no. Yeah, how, I think AJ won, and the three of us lost. Well, how's that possible? Because we all picked different things, and we all got it wrong. I wrote the picks down somewhere, and I've already lost where I wrote the effing picks. Oh, I, I got it. I got them. Nope, that was some other event. <laughs> it was some other pay-per-view. <laughs> I would like to know because I'll live up to my end of the bargain. I'll order this abomination of a food. Here, here's why Here's why I think that. It's because AJ got the tag match. He was the only one to pick the New Day. AJ was also the only one to pick Asuka. And for the majority of the rest, it was either nobody got it, like in the case of okay, Otis, but it, but it or wasn't, it wasn't everybody all got it. losers. It was only and who nobody bought. picked the big bump, right? There really wasn't one. Well, hang but on, like, hang on yeah. a second, hang on. It was not all losers. It was just who I, lost. I think, right? I understand. I think the three of us tied all it was the, the, because yeah, we, all the other stuff we picked the same. The and same, the, and the things that we didn't pick the same, either nobody got right or only AJ got right. Oh, I, but hang on. We all picked. Oh, you're saying we all picked the tag match differently and AJ got it right. Yes. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm not and sure. He picked, and he picked Oscar to win Money in the Bank, and none of us did. Well, yes. let's, let's be fair. He clearly knew. I mean, he clearly had been told yes, yeah, what was happening. Well, so. you know, whenever, whenever he came out in the Brother Love outfit, um, from the shitter, like I predicted, right? Uh, right. Th- that proves that he knew who was going to win, and he just didn't guess Otis to throw us all off. Yeah, correct. He didn't want us, and then yeah, he would have gotten in trouble. He with knew the company. we would. Yeah. He knew we would know that he knew Darn. if he guessed Otis, because we'd be yes. like, "Why the fuck are you Why guessing the Otis?" Hell, did I not write the? I don't know where I wrote this S down. All right, I'll find it eventually, and we'll. I promise we'll pay this off. I will. I'll do it. I mean, I have. I, I'll. I'll be disgusted with myself, and I'll hate my life choices. Yeah, I, I don't know where to find it, but yeah. Uh, well, I mean, at some point we can just have somebody go back and re-listen, but that requires us doing work, and we're not very good at that. So it's what it is. All right. Um. Yes. Obviously, money in the bank is in the books. There's a lot of stuff to discuss. We'll get to the uh, hot, the biggest topics here in segment number one. Um. We'll begin clearly. Becky Lynch. Um. You know. I. There's no take to have about Becky Becky Lynch being pregnant, right? Like, God bless. Um, you make a decision in your life. This is the decision that you make. Um, uh, kudos, apparently. Everybody's handling it appropriately. Um, we're not hearing any awful stories. Like, there's some sort of backstage heat on Becky Lynch because she had the audacity to get pregnant. Uh, I hope that remains the case forever and nobody says anything insanely stupid. 
That being said, it's a massive bummer for wrestling fans. Like, we can't pretend like it isn't. Um, Becky Lynch is wonderful. Becky Lynch is great. The idea of there being a world with no Becky Lynch and sort of the way this is being written is that it, or it's being discussed is that it's no certainty that she's ever going to be back. Um, that's Who's a, saying that? It's, it's ruminated. It, it's there. It's out there. Nobody is saying definitively because she probably doesn't know definitively. I was going to say. It, well, it, she literally said, I'm going away for a while. Uh, yeah, that I doesn't mean, mean anything. reasonable <laughs> to say that she, you know, she has a kid. She decides, you know what? Right. I just want to focus on being a mom. All it's also reasonable she'll to be say. Back. Yeah, I have zero I, I doubt. Would, I have just, zero you're doubt. Saying I assume she's back. going to be back, but it's <laughs> it's a non-zero chance. It's, it, the, the value of that is like the value of you saying, uh, I can I jump over a mountain. Like, it doesn't mean anything. We have no idea well, what's going Well, it doesn't mean happen. anything for people to say she's not coming back either. Right, because she doesn't know, but that's the point, Brandon. But none of this means anything. I mean, like, the the point is, this time last week, Becky Lynch was going to be on our TV screen. Now, there's a question about it. And we have no idea when or if she ever will be again. And that sucks. Now, again, it doesn't suck for her. She's got a wonderful life, and I'm thrilled for her. For us, it sucks. And we don't know what the world is going to look like in a few months. So it's crazy to talk about whatever. I think. I think it fixes a problem. I think this is, I think this is a convenient thing to happen that fixes something that was going to be a problem in about a month, which is that she's been the champion for too long and they have no out. They had no out. She already beat Oscar. She, you know what I mean? Like there was no answer to. The best way is for her for her to either get injured or pregnant, and it sort of makes them do something, right? Like, <laughs> Boy, I, I can't believe what you're saying right now. Like, why? The, the, no, no the, it, the best yeah, way for this to a, happen is to have her lose a match, <laughs> not to not yes, have Becky Lynch involved. They wouldn't have done that, is what that, I'm saying. But I that's think this completely... forced their hand into actually doing something else. No, they didn't have to do anything. Everybody <laughs> thought Shayna was going to win at WrestleMania. She didn't. Right, I, like I would say, there's things that you could have done. There's nothing good that comes with this. This isn't a good thing for for the business for WWE. This isn't a good thing. For no, fans no, 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 of no. I'm wrestling. saying personally, as a fan of the women's division, it's kind of a good thing in that it forces them to do something different. Yes, they're losing a marquee star overall. That's a different conversation as far as like you know hits on the web. You know. Ancillary people who see her the on the cereal box, like those kind of fans. Week into week out. Personally, I'm glad it, it forces their hand into doing something different in the main event picture of the women's division. Shoot, boy. I mean, okay. I, there, there, there I is love a Becky Lynch. There. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's. They were not doing. They were not going to let her lose. No, they, at anytime. some point she was going to lose a match. Like she was going to lose a match at some point. Now, when if she didn't lose at WrestleMania, when was she going to lose? I, I don't know. But like, what I know is the notion that what they were going to do was definitely going to be better than what you had gotten is insane. Like uh, th- Becky Lynch is it, great. It, as long as what they were going to do is not have her carry the title until next WrestleMania. Whatever they were going to do, if they had her lose a match. I, I, the notion that you're going to get something if better. If they have her lose a match, I'm not confident. I'm they saying were right do that. now, the notion that what you're about to get, whatever it is, is definitely going to be better than whatever you were getting from Becky Lynch is nuts. Becky Lynch is a I transcendent. I didn't say it's performer. definitely going to be better. I'm excited to see what they do because more people will have opportunities. But again, that's all I'm saying. It, I hope that they use this well, and I hope they do good things. It's not going to be as good as having Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch is better than that. 
Becky Lynch is incredible at everything she does. There's no of way that what you're going to get is going to be as good or better than Becky Lynch. Now, it doesn't mean it can't be good. It doesn't mean it can't be quality. And it doesn't mean it can't be interesting. And I pray to God that it is. But there's no world in which there's any way to spin a positive for, the, for WWE, for the wrestling business, that it doesn't involve Becky Lynch. He wasn't talking about, to be fair, I, I'm in between you guys here. I know what Brandon's saying in that it has, because of who Becky is, because of how great she is, because of how important she was, it, it had made it a situation where Becky has to be at the top of the division. Yes. Because she was that important. And, and I understand that fact. The problem is this, is that while Becky was so important, while all these other things, the women's division as a whole has gotten stale. Correct. And I don't know that the sudden press of a button oh now becky's gone is going to help the division because of the way they had set up her eventual you know obviously way earlier but this departure there isn't obviously oscar's there and oscar's great and we love oscar uh, but oscar was and, there and, and before and, and we're going to be looking forward to oscar and Shayna, and then after that is when the problem happens like i i i am um Boy, there's two different conversations, and the one the conversation you're trying to have is fine standing alone. The problem is when you try to cross it into a world where it makes it seem like that somehow there's a benefit to not having Becky Lynch around. There's no, I think I, I, think I don't. We're I, saying I, I, yeah. no, no, we're no, not, no. You're you're the one combining. No, this I'm thing. not. I'm telling you, you're saying the to... wrong thing. You're trying to make it seem like somehow this is something good. No, I'm not saying that. I'm seeing the silver lining in a bad situation. Then I'm say saying it that way. Well, if she's gonna go away, at least that means they have to do X, Y, or Z thing with people who haven't gotten any TV time or any opportunities. If, if you had started that way, we might not have been in this point because that's not what. That's you exactly said. what I no, mean. It's, that's exactly. It, I don't what know I what mean. you mean. You didn't say that. Um, that I did. You chose to hear it a different no, way. No, Brandon, I listened to your words. I had the audacity of listening Aaron, to your Aaron words. Aaron got it. No, Aaron rewrote it for you to help you. Aaron did you a favor and rewrote what you were trying to say to make it work. There is something to be said for there being a problem in the women's division. The notion that this is going to solve that or fix that is... Go, no, no, no. That's not what I said. I think if you would go back, I would say the good thing that comes out of this. That doesn't mean there, there, it's I, a good we're, we're getting into semantics. It means that something good you, you, can come of it. You said it the wrong way. It's fine. I understand what you're saying, and I still think it's off base. Like What you're saying is this forces their hand. I'm saying I don't believe that. I don't have faith that that's going to be what happens here. Speaking to Aaron's point, I have no problem with watching um, Asuka and, and Shayna for a little while. It's going to be great. The point is they've had Asuka and Shayna. It's not like suddenly they realize they have Asuka and Shayna. They've had them. We haven't gotten what we should have been getting from this division because, for some because time. Because Becky was the champion. No! Because they're not doing the right thing with the division. Becky being the champion was never the problem because Becky's great. It's because that's they why. But listen to what Aaron said. That's why they weren't doing you, what they should do for the division. You're, you're because saying they that felt and trying the need to make it true to it's make not. Becky the only thing that matters on the show. That's why Charlotte's not on Raw. Before Becky was ever champion, the biggest problem I've had with the women's division is that they think the only thing that exists is the championship. We have talked yes. about this ad nauseum. 
Becky has never been the problem, has never been part of the problem. This existed no matter what. We don't know because she's only been, she's been the champion for the past year. But the problem existed way beyond. We don't know if they would treat it differently if it was someone else. No, we do know that because it existed before Becky was the champion. The entirety of the women's division, they have constantly treated the division as championship and nothing else. It's all they I think it doubled down to be even worse whenever you have someone who's a celebrity as the champion. So Ronda Rousey? Yes. I mean that was that was like that as well when she was the champion. So like the only difference it has nothing to do with Becky Lynch. The, hold on. The only difference is Rousey was like a more busy Brock Lesnar in that because she wasn't always on the show, even though she was there more than Brock, she had to do they had to do other things when she wasn't there. No, so, no, they didn't. They made that very clear. They didn't have to do that, and they didn't do that. No, but they, they did. Yeah, they did. They had to. There was there was women's segments on the. Now, were was she technically the subject of those without being there? You could make that argument. Of course she but, was. That's the only thing they've ever done right. with the women's division. It's been I, literally, if we did my greatest hits, it would be number three on yeah. the list of things that I've talked about since we started this this fucking podcast. It's all <laughs> they ever do with the women's division is the champion. That's it. That's all they ever do. They never have a secondary storyline. It's never happened. You're creating it for the sake of creating it. The problem isn't Becky Lynch. The problem is the way they use the women's division. And this doesn't solve that. If you think for a second this suddenly means Fair. they're going to have six women on the show, you're crazy. Like, it's nuts. They've made that very clear. They're not doing that. It doesn't I matter feel like who there the There were six is. women on Raw. <laughs> this week? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you had Liv, you had... You had four just in the tag. Natalia. Right, and again, yeah. it's not as if they've never done that before. It's not as There's if seven if you can... At Oscar, so we got seven let, Let's be clear. They I'm just, were... I'm just saying that. There's a reason we know where it's going, because they only cared about two women during this. It and was... O- outside of Becky, it was Asuka and it was Shayna. There were other people around, but it was about Asuka and it was about Shayna. And it's all and, they and, ever and, do, and, and, and it's all they fair, ever will like, do. And to be fair, like... The tag match having four people goes back to what Glenn's saying because it was they're the champions. That's all they do. It's this is yeah. it. This is the only thing they know how to do. And so the notion that somehow, again, you're worse because you don't have Becky Lynch, and now the one thing you do get in the women's division, you don't even have Becky Lynch for it. Like, th- there's nothing. You can't spin this in a way to make it good unless this is the time. And by God, I hope you're right about it. That suddenly somebody walks into a room and says, boy, this insane thing that we've been doing for a decade, this is the time to stop doing it. I have no idea why that would be the case. Why would they we, start doing always, that today? We've always said that when WWE is a, is in a corner, that's yeah. when they can somehow get but, a little bit of creativity. And this is the first time they've been in a real corner where somebody they've been building around is gone. Except in the, the women's fact division. that they in a because month... This is the, you're pretending like they can't a month from now just give the belt back to Charlotte Flair and do the exact oh, same thing. Oh, of course, that's, what, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's but I'm saying if you're, if you're looking at Brandon here, there is a modicum of, man, maybe this is the one time because, I, you know, they built it around Ronda. They built it, and, and yes, there was before, and it was just bad before. But for the past two years, they were specifically building around one person. They've never had this situation before where the person they've been building around is now completely gone and they don't have someone to replace her with. I mean, it, it, okay, in, in that you're saying, unless they just do, is my point. Like, they, they could just choose to uh, do Unless that. it's Charlotte, yes. Right. Like, I, have, I don't know why we're suggesting that they don't have that. They have Charlotte Flair. I, I, I have no idea why we would think anything other than they would just do the same thing. 
Like, this is what they do. This is all they've ever done. I feel like I'm living in crazy town. Because it's a pessimistic world and you got to be a little less pessimistic I mean, in a pessimistic world. I would love world. to be less pessimistic. Again, give me every any shred of evidence at all that suggests there's a possibility of that happening. There isn't. Okay, that's what well, I'm... The fact that Oscar's the champion. I mean, because they're not going to let Oscar run through the roster. Shayna... The, the problem is Charlotte is there. That is the problem. She's not. She's on SmackDown. By the time... No, first not. of all, is she? I don't is think so. I think she's on SmackDown? Wrong. What? Because we she... saw Asuka and Shayna kind of face off. No, it's Charlotte. No, Charlotte was on Raw before this started. Remember, Charlotte and, and Becky were both but on what Raw. What show was she just on this week? She was just on a show this week. Because nobody's on shows anymore. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> They're not yeah, yeah any... we, can get, we can get to that too. Yeah. By the way, it doesn't yeah. matter what show she's on. But she no, was... but she she was on. I'm, I'm pretty sure she no, was on because SmackDown. It was, it was Becky and Charlotte versus the Kabuki yes. Warriors at TLC for the titles. She's, she no, is you're a... thinking too far away. I'm talking. No, about no, Friday. I'm talking about December. Yeah, but Friday she was on SmackDown. I think. But the... but she's been bouncing around to. She's been on. She was on NXT on Wednesday. That's she's, she's on NXT on, on the website. They call her SmackDown Superstar. Well, that's dumb because she was never yeah, a SmackDown Superstar. Ne- she was drafted ne- to Raw. They have never done anything to suggest that she is. No, a... remember she was because they were teasing that Be- that Becky because everybody what assumed she was. Go- or sorry, Bailey that she was going to challenge Bailey. So she was on SmackDown before. When? No, we were stunned because they were building up. Charlotte on SmackDown, and we were stunned she ended up on Raw. Yeah, this, it, it's, it says she's on SmackDown everywhere. I don't know what to tell you. No, and no, she was doesn't. literally on the show. I, on I'm Friday. literally looking at the website right now. It has a giant Raw logo above her name. What are you talking about? Well, the one I'm looking at says SmackDown. I, I, I mean, it says SmackDown. W- they don't w- even talk go right now. SmackDown Superstar Charlotte. Search WWE.com or just punch it in WWE.com slash Superstar slash Charlotte. Dash Flair, which is her website yeah, I, on WWE.com. Yeah, I, and there's I a have giant the 2019 draft up. The like, third pick g- moving from SmackDown to Raw was Charlotte. She's a Raw superstar. I have no idea where this is coming from, but like whatever. I, again, so it's a SmackDown Live superstar Charlotte Flair's official profile. You're reading. Then the I little, click on and it says Raw. No, no you're dude, reading this the is little. Insane. No, you're reading so the little to, underwriting part underneath that they just haven't updated. Like that's stupid on yeah. their part. They just haven't fixed SmackDown, that. and then I click but, on, and it says Raw. There's okay. a giant Raw logo right there on her name. She's a Raw well, superstar. Why was she on SmackDown on Friday? Because they're not doing. <laughs> sh- they've made it clear they're not doing shows anymore. It's over. They the and as as well. As, that was before that thi- that that thing. <laughs> I have no idea when that thing started. I can't speak to that. I, it started word, on Raw. No, that's when they said it started. The word is that the networks went to them and said, "Your ratings suck. You have to start putting everybody on both shows." Um, we have to get rid of that. That's that's funny because that was the thing you said would never happen. No, it's exactly what I people. said it was going to happen. Is that the networks were going to dictate it? That's literally the words that I said. <laughs> is that the net ta- networks would decide when it is? I the thought they wanted their the exclusive shows. people. They don't want them they, to be on the other. No, channel. my point was that they might, or they want might something like this. But the networks would be the one to make the decision, which is exactly what happened. The network said to them, "Your ratings are bullshit. You have to start putting people on." And God bless them getting Baron Corbin on Raw. That's going to change. <laughs> everything that was the most important move that's been done i mean that's you have to remember that they smackdown lost apollo cruz so right they right (laughs) well i mean that's that's when fox went to them they were like listen apollo cruz on raw is bullshit we need (laughs) we we need someone else uh no it went the other way around they put they took they had a SmackDown superstar on Raw. That was the way that it worked on Monday. Yeah. The point being of all of this, that 
I, I, look, I hope at some point, as I've hoped a million times before, I hope that at some point, every time there's a secondary women's story, I come on this show and say, God effing bless. I don't care how terrible the story is because it's just the existence of a secondary women's story. It's just something besides the championship picture that involves an entire division that exists on your show. It's happened so infrequently throughout the history of this program that I can probably name all of the times it occurred. I am so beside myself. What about Mandy and Sonia? That that was great! (laughs) It's happening right now. It was great! Do more of it! And it was so great, it got you zero pay-per-view matches! What about Liv Morgan? I I pray to God! (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing. That one day we get to a place where one of these other storylines matters! And that they're using the division! And that it's not just... Here's a division that exists for one purpose. I pray that occurs. The notion that it's going to, I, I have no idea where that comes from. I can't fathom what we're using in order to suggest that. And we're not going to have Becky. No, Lynch. I mean, uh, you're probably right. I'm more or less saying we can see different people in the title picture. Otherwise, it's Becky and X. Becky and X. Becky and X. I, I, now we get two different people. I mean, I guess. Like, I... I, I'm, I'm no, saying, that's what we're gonna get. No, I mean, you're well, saying un- that. unless it becomes Charlotte. Right, next, like, I'm just not as convinced. As right, right now she's not on the show. So you know, for now we're getting Oscar and Shayna. It looks like, and then we'll see from there. My- I, I don't think, I don't think you put Charlotte over immediately if Shayna's the next champion. I think you let Shayna beat her. I mean, I think you should have let Shayna beat Becky Lynch. I like we're we're. We're having different conversations. Like I, there's a million things that you should do. What you're gonna do? I, I, I've, I the only thing I can assume is that at some point you're just giving the belt right back to Charlotte. I mean, we we all talked. Her. We all talked to the show for six weeks or however many weeks it was about how they. There's no way they were gonna put Goldberg over the fiend, right? I mean, this is like. <laughs> We're doing this at our own peril, even having this conversation. I, I, I think if we're back... By the way, we're, we're assuming there are going to be two belts going forward. Oh, Two no women's doubt, belts. Right? Like, that right that's a right, big assumption. Right. That won't surprise me go. at all, man. It won't surprise me one bit if that's the way they go. At, I, at this point, we're assuming there's going to be three. <laughs> there might I, not be three. I, look, I hate there the fact... There might be one. I hate the fact that, this is, that I can't join you in having some amount of hope. But my God, how can I be beaten down for... St- how, how long have we done this stupid show, Aaron? Uh, five years? Is it? Is it five? Five years. Five years. And I'm going to assume that this was going on well before we started doing this show. I can only count the five years that we've been doing this dumb show. For five years, this has been the same problem, and I... Ah, I... If I'm a betting man, Charlotte Flair's got the belt for some time, and Ember Moon doesn't see shit for a long time. I mean, that's just... I, if I had to bet, if I had to bet... I remember how hopeful you were that they were doing something with Lacey Evans. Remember the, uh, the bright eye, bushy tail? They are. That you, what? What are they doing? <laughs> she is Tamina's friend, goddammit. Oh, it. okay. That's, That's def- a really important role on Definitely SmackDown. a thing. Remember you coming in here, your eyes, they're clearly doing something with Lacey Evans. Well, are they? No. All right. <laughs> I don't want to be keep. She got more title matches than Dana Brooke did. Uh, that that's probably true, and that sucks. And because that listen, sucks if too. there's anything I have learned from the current times that we're in, 
you can find a fact to support any argument. Well, that might be true. There might yeah, be something that's true. to be said. You can for find that. some bullshit fact to, and I'm gonna do it from now on. I mean, uh, you could. Hey, Dana Brooke doesn't have as many title matches as Lacey Evans. Therefore, Lacey Evans. It means, it means it's awful they did things for with both her. of them. It means that this is bullshit. That they can't just be performers. Oh God! All right. Anyway, um, all that being <laughs> rest said, of the money in the bank. What's that? Are we gonna talk about the match? Uh, I mean, we can if you want. It was it was fun. I look, I had a good time. Um, honestly, I kind of. And it's not even about the length of the show as a whole being short. Like, I really thought I was just, I was shocked by that. Uh, that like it it was surprising, but in a way pleasant. It's just that it, not more than a way. That show, the best thing about that show was the length. I disagree with that. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I I I didn't have a problem with it being short. I I like it the fact that they kept it. I I yes. can I can if for a pay per view get you can give me up to three hours. I really I like I'm good with three hours. So this was historically short. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I don't want to. I don't know that I want it going long, but I don't know that I need it to be less than two and a half hours for a pay per view for what's supposed to be a pay per view anyway. Um, that being said, the only place where it felt like it was an issue to me was this, which is that you've done this uber creative thing, and it wasn't long enough. I really thought it needed more. I thought it needed. Me too. I think when you got to the roof, you needed more of a match. I, I think that, like, it was fine to do all this. Look, the Stephanie McMahon thing was terrible. I mean, it was so... It, it just reeked of everything that I hate, which is this is pointless. There, you're not accomplishing anything. You're, you're putting this character who's not on TV essentially over a character that is on TV. And, you made Dana look really dumb in right, the process. Right, like, that... I think there was a way that you could have done something with that Dana bit and made it valuable somehow, some way. That wasn't even the best Dana bit. Well, the Dana was her running in with the painting around. Yeah. Oh yes, that yes. was yeah, one, that wonderful. part was wonderful. But the other thing was that might have been that might have been the bit of the match. It was great. Oh, I, it was it was yes. tremendous. It was tremendous. But the other thing was forced. It was a forced way to put Stephanie McMahon over, which helps nothing. Yeah. Like, it just helps nothing. It has no value. It wasn't entertaining. It, it was just bad. Um, the, the Vince thing, you know, people you are going to... You had to do that. Right, people are going to feel the way they feel about it, and I don't have a... I, I thought it worked. I really did think it worked. I don't like the idea of emasculating your top stars. Like, I... First of all, Vince McMahon is a problem, right? Like, as a human being, he's a problem. Apparently, the story is that, like, he really does force everybody to push their chairs in when, like, they leave their office, which, like, is a common courtesy oh, yeah. thing you should do anyway. But, like, dude, you got an issue. You got other, you know, bigger problems. I don't like the idea of making your top stars look emasculated um, with somebody that, again, isn't on TV. It's one thing if Vince McMahon is, like, a, a constant authority figure these days. He's not. He's... He's a figurehead, right? Like at this I'm, point, I'm okay with the Vince bit, but if they hadn't done the step, like they don't need that multiple times. Like I, I think maybe you do a different thing. You're not. Maybe you're right about what they did, but he had to be in it. No, like, you literally point, had right? to have him in it. I don't have an issue with that, but it, in a way, it also it, like it like. Does Vince not know that the match is going on? Right, like that. Makes well, that was that was the problem with all of it. It's right. Like why you know if, if we're if we're t applying logic to it is none of those people should have been there. I disagree with that because I don't have an issue with some people like being there because they want to be there. Right. Like I work for WWE. I want to be here. Right. Like I I don't think that's a problem. 
but the notion. Well, why of, was Heyman, you know, having catering in the middle of a match? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, was, there's no logic there. Well, where is the appropriate place to have catering? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, right. Okay. So even in that argument, some of these things are harmless. This one. I, you know, again, it's the part where you ha- like he has to emasculate because he has to prove that he's got a bigger dick constantly. So he's got to emasculate two of his top stars. I'll never be okay with that. I'll never, ever, ever be okay with that. Um, that being said, the idea of it happening, no problem. The Heyman stuff was great. Um, the Stephanie stuff was terrible. I mean, it was god awful. But you get to the roof and you have all of these performers on the roof. Let them have a fucking match. And there's no, there was no ladder spots either. And I, I, I guess somebody said they felt the need because of the ladder match at WrestleMania to do something completely different. Why um, you have a ladder match well, at WrestleMania every well, year? And <laughs> I mean, they don't have a ladder match at WrestleMania every year anymore. Almost every year they did it. Was there a ladder match when we went? I don't think uh, there was. Um. But I was a ladder. I, yeah. So okay. But, but so, the previous, but like the previous three or four, there were. Not every year. In, okay. In New Orleans, there was the IC. In Orlando, there was the tag. In Dallas, there was the IC. In San Francisco, there was the IC. Like we're going. Uh, I guess the New Orleans before that was the last time in between New Orleans. You know, 2014 and 2019, where there wasn't a ladder match. Well, because they had the, they've only had the money in the bank pay per view for what, like five or six years. No, they've had the money in the bank pay per view since 2010. Oh wow, ten yeah. years now. So anyway, I was I was gonna say the same thing though. I was gonna say okay, I I heard that, but they've done that that kind of thing before maybe you know just because there's still a month between the pay-per-view whether there's people at the shows or not so that doesn't change anything but like i do hear that in a sense that like it feels like less time because of the way the shows are done like it feels like wrestlemania was like yesterday so i i i i still think it's a weak argument like you you could have done some things up there. It looks completely different whether there was a ladder match a month ago or not. You know, like it looks completely different. Why didn't they have someone falling into the thrown into the trees or whatever? You know, like there was a lot of shit up there they could have played around with. You know, I mean, um, I, I, I think, don't know if maybe do you think maybe like some kind of law figure came into effect where they could only they had someone watching them. They could only it, do it's certain a, it's things. A, it's a fair question. It's a fair question, and I don't I don't know, and and like. I would kind of like to know just because otherwise it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't make sense to me. To me, it felt like, you know, there were a lot of those, you know, the mini segments, as I'll call them, that felt a little bit half-assed. Like they had an idea, okay, let's do something, but they didn't, for whatever reason, whether it was time, whether it was, they didn't want to fully see it through. You know, AJ gets thrown into the room with the casket and then they cut away and never bring that up again. I kind of just like there there were lots of little things like that where it seemed like they're like, okay, we want to do this. But in the we don't in in the gag area or when you're like doing the gimmick stuff, I'm okay with that. Right. Like I am because that's not the story of the match. It's just something that you're sort of intertwining in. I like the fact they only teased AJ Styles seeing The Undertaker. Like, it's still there. I don't want it again, but it feels like we're fucking getting it again. Um, like, everybody acknowledges it. It's a thing. But you're not harping on it in the course of the match. I actually think that's really smart. But it's not smart. Like, these matches are great. 
it's six top people in a ladder match. So give me that part, right? Like, I, that's the only, I, I keep coming back to that. It, this, it was cool. It was fun. It was neat. It was different. It was all of those things. But it could have been all of those things and a cool ladder match to boot, right? There's no reason why you couldn't have done all the things you did and then had a cool ladder match on top of a roof. All of those things were capable, and it sure, if it was because of time, that's insane because you ran so short on the, the card as a whole. Yeah. So I, I mean, going going into this, I assumed this thing was an hour long. Like this match, in of itself, and, and it seemed would and like, be an hour. Long. The funny part too, Brandon, is like for me, it was pacing exactly right. Right, like you did all these things in the building to pace it out perfectly to get to the roof, and now you got all. And the then time do like to, another twenty minutes, exactly or so, or right, 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 exactly right to get to the roof and then do your matches and and have cool spots and make it look like a wrestling match once you got to the roof. And again, like somebody might say, well, they could be tired. Well, they apparently were taping this for the over the course of hours. So, like, they were, there wasn't a time problem based on, like, were these people exhausted from all the things they had done in the building? Like, they Oh, yeah, this thing was clearly, like, multiple cuts. Right. Like, you had all the time <laughs> in the know? world to say, hey, let's go have a lunch break, and then we'll do our match once we get to the top of the roof. Um, and listen, if they would have done like a 20, 25 minute on, uh, match on top of the roof, imagine how many more helicopter shots they could have got in. No, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. They could have gotten a lot more. No question about it. Because I mean, they, they did about 300 of them in the 15 minutes they were up there. Um, you know, Aaron and I were texting about this the, either the m- next morning or the night of the match. I think he had like a spot on take. Like, do you remember what you were saying to me? Which, what, which time? Ab- about it being thrown together like yeah, i mean it. like it's it's like i was saying a lot of it felt like they had kind of half ideas and so they put all of those half ideas in there and didn't really flesh out a lot of the ideas that were in the match i mean i agree with that i mean it's, it's viable it's, it's but there's viable. a lot of enjoyable moments but like i'm with there and like i feel like it felt there's a couple <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I was gonna say you're pulling your punches right now because when you were texting me that morning, you hated it. You hated, hated that match. Really? I've watched it. I've watched it again, and I've actually softened on this. If we would have done the show the day after the match, I would have been like, "What was this garbage? Like, I can't believe that that was the match." I I did uh, like a lot of the spots in the match, but then once we got to the roof, I was like, I think that was the part. Like, I think Glenn, you're kind of. T- I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it. Because I liked a lot of the goofy shit that was happening in the building. Right. But then when it was over, I was like, what the fuck? And, that, and, and, and like, I had this whole feeling of like hating it. That was my feeling but I too. Think, I, I think you answered for me why I hated it. And I didn't know why I hated it. Because I went back and watched it after talking to a couple other people. And after seeing a couple of the highlights on backstage. And kind of hearing their takes. And then I like watched it again. And I was like, okay, like this is fun but there's still something off about it. And I think I didn't, I couldn't articulate for myself that the roof part was why I didn't like it because I was watching all the clips of the other stuff. And it was like reminding me of like, Oh yeah, that was hilarious. You know, that that was a good spot. It was fun. I, again, I think that this was, Shayna having Ray in the Barracuda clutch or whatever, no and doubt. then no doubt. letting him go to get smashed by Nia and uh, Otis—that was fantastic. If I had given it a final grade, I would have said it was—it got—it gets a passing grade. It gets a, a, a B minus, a C plus somewhere. In there. It was—it was—it yeah. was fine. It was so, a totally. So, so I have, I, and then I had one other epiphany today. 
this is the other reason that I didn't necessarily like it that much, and it's not even a fair reason. And it's the same reason why I didn't love Gargano and Champa. It was fine, but I didn't love it. Um, is that the only other match other than WrestleMania that were filmed that way? Um, These two. Uh, in the recent memory, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I realized what it is, and it's not fair, but Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse had four of the greatest performers in the history of wrestling <laughs> in the matches. And that is a part of why those were so good. I mean, there's a million other reasons why they were so good, but at their core, they had four of the greatest performers in WWE history in those matches. So to try to compare any of this, and I think that's part of my disappointment, to those first couple tastes that we got of these like cinematic matches, nothing's ever going to be as good as those two things. I I don't know if I agree with it, but just because there were so many phenomenal performers. Like, you have AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. No, 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 no. They're wrestlers. I'm, I'm not, they're not the same thing. I'm talking, like, cinematic performers. Like, you've oh. got the okay, Undertaker. So, so you, you're, you're talking about AJ Styles being, AJ, if you're talking, yeah. so, so AJ Styles was in this too, and I think Daniel Bryan is every bit of a great performer as any of those guys. But 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 this was more of like a bunch of people. It wasn't like AJ I, uh, versus well, Daniel Bryan. So, but, I, so mean, I, I guess to be honest with you, what, Daniel Bryan's barely in this thing, right? Well, like, and that's what I'm saying is that they, yeah. you know, they they had it. They just didn't quite use those guys. Yeah, I think it was a little too. There was a little too many ingredients there that you couldn't get sort of like the emotional investment that you had in those two other things. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it speaks to your assessment of it being a little rushed, a little thrown together because there's so many people and. For whatever reason, they decided it could only be 20 minutes long in total. Uh, I don't even know if that's right, but that's what it felt like to me. It was about 20-some 20, 20 minutes long. Um, you know, it, it, I think that'll speak. But, but again, I still go back to the Boneyard match being the first one of these things we saw. Like, that is a hard thing to live up to. I, I, I don't know, you know, going forward, like how any of these are going to... And, and I, I need to stop thinking like that. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of me was like, wow, this is the first one. We're only going up from here. And I don't think that's a fair uh, expectation for me to have. Um, yeah, I think that's reasonable, right? Like, that you're expecting now everything is going to be a cinematic masterpiece, right? <laughs> like, that this is where we have the bar and that's where we want it to be. And... Sometimes they're just going to be okay, or sometimes they're just going to be good, or sometimes, like, I, I think it's a, there'd be a fair question to ask, right? Was this really overall better than having just done, like, a ladder match in Orlando, right? Like, was the overall product truly better than if you had just done a regular ladder match with all these guys in the Performance Center? And I don't know. I don't, I don't know that the answer is yes. But I think the value of it being different still makes it worthwhile. Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. and and I'll I'll keep coming back to that. Why I was excited about it to begin with. Why, you know, I wasn't down about it. Where I didn't roll my eyes about the whole thing. Like, I, it wasn't terrible, and it looked different. And right now, there's really great value in something looking different. Let's just be fucking honest about that. Like. You can yeah. you can make up for quality right now with just something looking different, and it did. It looked different. It was different. Um, it's a bummer because we can all see how easily it could have been really good, man. Like I, I'll I'll yeah. think that way forever. It could have been unbelievably good 
if you just do a really quality ladder match when you get to the top and you give the thing, as Brandon, you said, 20 more minutes. Give it 20 more minutes. Man, I'm probably high-fiving about this thing, right? Like, I'm probably talking about it being, like, a really lot of fun and, like, a brilliant idea that just had a couple of misses thrown in. They didn't do that. It was still fine. It was still fine. It was different. We all know the uniqueness of the situation, and I think we all kind of walk away from it saying, okay, we'll, we'll take this, right? Like, end of the day, we'll take it. Um, now. Why don't we, you know what? Fuck it. We don't need to take breaks. Let's just keep rolling. Shit. We yeah, I was going to say. Breaks. What are we doing? We're going to talk about Otis? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm working. I'm, as, as we're doing this, I'm texting with somebody that I'm trying to get on the show. Um, that it would be really exciting if we could get him on. I, 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 I'm. It might happen. It might happen tonight. I'm working Wait, on it. Though. Was it the person we were talking about? It was before? not. It's not that. I don't think that person is a texter. And oh, um, got it. And I don't. I the number that I have was not that person's <laughs> number. It's a different person altogether, but extremely relevant. Um, All right. Uh, at the moment. Mm. That's all I'm say. So Otis, um, um, I do. Wait, I think like maybe Brandon should be the loser since he said the only person who absolutely can't win this match <laughs> is Otis. He did. Although I don't know that we necessarily <laughs> I, inherently disagreed with him. I no, think. we didn't disagree with him, but yeah. he was the one who said it. Yeah. I love it. I, I after Aaron was like, "Did you see it?" I was like, "Not yet." You know, it's kind of like watching on delay. And then when I finally saw it, I texted him back, and I was like, "And of course, I was the one on the show that said." Well, we all know who's not winning. <laughs> the only person who can't win is Otis. And that's who won. Um, if you're having him win, that's the way you have him win. But now let's discuss this because... Do we think he's cashing in in any way because there are rumors about uh, something he might do a little differently? Which is... I don't know yes. if you guys have heard no, this. I've, there, I've, there are I've heard it, yes. The, uh, the rumor is that he Tell would me. use it to get a SmackDown tag team title shot for he and S9. If they do that, Tucker. this is the worst pay-per-view I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> because the rest of the show was garbage. I, I will say that. I, I did I don't know Maybe if I would say unfair. it was. Yeah, I, I think, I it's, un- I think it's definitely it was forgettable. Yes, yeah. it was. It was just what it was. It was fine. It was. Uh, it felt like. Like raw. I got to the point where I kind of wanted to fast forward the show. It, um, it was in your house. It I, was worse than in your here's, house. I have a. You don't remember. There were good. Too. There were some very good in your houses. There were a couple, but largely in your houses were made to be forgettable. Canadian Stampede. That one was of the wonderful. Pay per views ever. That, that was the exception. The notable exception. Um. Here's where I'm at. I this is a, I have a weird feeling about this. No, right now you can't do that. 100%. You absolutely cannot do that. It, it would be a travesty. I'm trying to figure out a way that I can reflect two different things. I personally have thought that they should expand Money in the Bank and make it a complete gimmick pay-per-view where every match is a Money in the Bank type match. I don't and know. That'd be fine. I don't know why we would think it would be a bad idea for there to be more briefcases in play. Like, I guess you could make the argument at some point it becomes... Aaron, that's, a, that's an Aaron pet peeve, right? Well, yeah, no, I mean, you, I, I wouldn't have it be six, seven different ladder matches. I, uh, I think that would be horrendous. Why? For the same reason that TNA lockdown. Like, we love cage matches, but we don't love seven cage matches. Like, you're not going to get good matches if you're having six of the same type of match. It's just not going to happen. I disagree with that. I think what you're saying, you're using the wrong word. I think they can all be good matches. I think you're saying that you think they end up becoming redundant. That you Sure. Okay, yeah. It it won't be. Let me. You're right. Let me rephrase it. It wouldn't be a good show. 
I would have to think about that a little bit more. I'm not. Now, but but here's the thing: they don't all have to be ladder matches. Well, you can you can insert briefcases without without having it be right, a ladder match. Right. You'd have to figure out a way a different way that you're doing it. Like, I I would probably lean more to where the way that you're saying that I would probably prefer that. I'm just not certain that you can't smartly figure out a way to do it to have four different types of ladder matches. Right. Like something that's a t- TLC match. Like that you can do different things even in the context of a ladder match, right? Like, that you can still have the briefcase hanging, and you can evolve a ladder, but one can be a regular ladder match, one can be a TLC match, one can be a hardcore match. Whatever you do, um, there, there can be different ways. But see, now, now you're talking about the differences between TLC and hardcore matches. like Which we all know is nothing, but, like, that's what you're going to say. Like, I mean, I get it. You could have, have a briefcase on a pool match. You could have... What, whatever you want to... <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever Wait, you want to do. here you go. Um, exactly. See, th- this is my point with TNA Lockdown, is that that's what they did. They did a blindfold in a cage match. They did an electric <laughs> cage. They did a, like, they did all of these stupid things. I'll that give you something work. different. Briefcase at the bottom of a pool match. There we go. I mean, it's definitely they different. Get, right. get it from the bottom of a swimming pool with the cameras underwater. I'm, look, man, in this time, as I said, I said give something after, like, me. my tweet after I finally watched this thing on Monday afternoon my tweet was, it strikes me that there should be more gimmick right now, right? Like, that they should be leaning into the idea of doing more gimmick pay-per-views because nobody really wants pay backlash in this format. It's not good for anybody. But why you wouldn't... Here it comes. What? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Back. I get it. Yeah, of course. Um, why you wouldn't alter the calendar and say, hey, while we're stuck in this bullshit... Why wouldn't we do, you know, for example, Hell in a Cell now, right? Like, we, Frank, just make something up. You can. Like, make you, something. But you have this shit that you do. There's no reason why you have to do Hell in a Cell later in the year. Like, there's no time-wise reason. It's just the time but come that you've on, done. Hell has to be in October. I mean, but... Right. Th- like, haven't they done it in September some years? Like they, no, did, they it, used to do it in December. Recently, it's been yeah. in October, and, then, yeah. and they yes, made it work the out. Few years. The point being, I, that- I will say that I will say this. Yes, you're right. But even if you like, let's say that they're stubborn and they don't want to move anything, make something up. Just like make something up. Make up some gimmick bullshit. Make like you could do anything. You can literally do anything. It's your show. It's I, your I, network. And, I, and you're right and about that. Like, you, know, you, you can do regular stuff and make it, you know, like it, the Braun Bray thing. I, I didn't love the match necessarily, but they filmed it differently. That, that was, was not good. shot live. I, I, listen, I, I actually like that. At least the end. Um, uh, I mean, whatever. It was It was what it was. But I like that they tried to do something else. Like you're saying. Like, I, I, I like that they had the puppets come up and... You know, and and I and I'm glad they they booked it the the way they did, and they didn't take the teeth out of the fiend. I mean, whatever they got through that, and we'll see where it goes on SmackDown. But um, th- there has to be other things to do that aren't just let's do backlash with regular match with with the greatest wrestling match <laughs> in the history of oh, wrestling. Oh, I was going to wait for that. Sorry. I mean, well, I mean, we, let's. Uh, that's a teaser. We'll talk I mean, about it later. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, my God, like as much as we're gonna make fun of them for that, uh, AEW tried saying that whatever their stupid tag team match was the greatest. Oh, tag oh, team, I, like that's fine. Like, we, we, but we have to. Uh, whatever. We'll get. There. Yeah, we'll get yell there. at both. We'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do have to yell at both for a uh, lot of things. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, the point being, I just think they should be doing more of the gimmicks in general. Now, to get back, back to how this started, I don't. I like the idea 
of tag teams caring about tag teams, right? Like, I want that to be the case. I want them to give a shit about the tag team division, much like I want them to give a shit about the women's division. There's so many things I want that I'm not getting right now. Um, no, right now you can't do that. You, you cannot do that. You can't do that to Otis. You can't do that in a time where, you know, you're not going to have a cash-in with um, the women's belt. It, it, it's a terrible idea for you to take what's supposed to be or what's become the third or fourth most important pay-per-view of the year and suddenly turn it into it was all over in the span of one night or, you know, a, a tag match. Like, you just, you cannot do that. It's it's horrendous. I, I In a weird way, I like it in theory. I, I refuse to believe they're doing it. I think that was somebody giving more credence to something that Otis said sort of offhanded in an interview and I hope well, and it was very much in character. Correct. Now here's here's the other thing. I will disagree if the storyline is what do I do and Tucker wants him to do that versus no, as long as they don't do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if, yeah, if, no, no, yeah. If, if you tease it 100% and if Tucker gets angry about it and you yes. do it that way, I yes, as long as cool he doesn't story. actually yeah. cash it in that way. For, for And there's one simple reason why they can't do it that way. It has never been easier to get a tag team title shot. The Lucha House Party <laughs> just got a tag team title shot. You right. cannot... Right. In uh, any way, shape, or form, but, explain to me why they would need to cash in the second okay, most okay, important title in the company but for you that. Can, you Particularly can, when the champions are New Day, who I, would just give them a shot. Right, but you can you can lean a step further, which is, like, I, so, all of this is bad. It would be worse to just cash it in to get a scheduled title shot. But, like, right. they could still do it where at the end of a crazy fatal four-way tag match where everybody's got yeah. their ass kicked they could still, you know, come out and use it to their advantage to win the belts. That being said, it would be an insane thing to have heavy machinery do. It would be insane in general for for that to be the way that you use the the, the briefcase at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I have two thoughts. I, like, I don't know if you should. Like, a whole separate thought is, should they break up heavy machinery? I don't want to talk about that. I just want to say there is there could be a cool story to tell if like Tucker runs out with the briefcase and is dragging Otis along and Mandy's like, no, don't do it. You know, they kind of play with that for a while. That could be cool. Now, should they do that and should they implode the team? I don't know. I I, I don't really I I don't know if they have long term plans for either one of those guys as a as a singles. Um, I know that it's funny to say they have long term plans for anyone, but you know what I'm I'm saying? Like, yes. Like, I don't know how many, how much legs there are, that even in our opinion, of either one of those guys as, as a singles. I'm not saying there's not, but I don't feel confident there is. So, you know, but there is a lot to play with there if, if they wanted to. So, the- so I guess here's the question coming out of that is, do we think Otis ends up cashing in the briefcase? Or is this a situation like I think that everyone's first thought is that, Oh my God, he's going to lose the briefcase to oh, somebody. I, did, well, I think Stigler. everyone's assuming or anybody it's to, else to Dolph. Yeah. Oh, I think I think the the obvious assumption is that it's Dolph. Um, that that's the way that you get heat back for Dolph, and that he's a better carrier of the briefcase anyway, and the whole deal. And you know, it, you can even it, I have no idea. I almost 
I'd almost like a situation where he does, you know, defend successfully against Dolph and then somebody else challenges him and, you know, uh, basically he defends it a bunch and his hubris yeah. eventually gets the better of him and someone ends up beating him. I don't him. know that I like that either, right? Like, I, I don't know that I love the idea of, of Otis suddenly becoming like uh, take on all comers type of dude, right? Like that part of this is supposed to be that he's he's fun, he's goofy and, and he's kind of America's sweetheart. I don't know that I love the idea of um of trying to go where I mean, I'll fight anybody I, I don't I don't know if that's that's what I want him to do but I think uh, yeah but Sorry. I do I do think I like the idea of it being a Mandy Rose long play a long con I really think I like that um I I don't really know I, I would love for this to be that you have something in mind for Mandy Rose and again that you're planning on having individual like I hope that's the case my gut is they don't. They didn't even put the blow-off right. match on the pay-per-view, right? Like, the, right, right. I, I don't think it's there. So, my, so if, my, here's my guess. I think that they might do something like, let's say, like Sonya and Mandy have a match, and, and and it could be anything, but this is just one example. It's like loser leaves SmackDown or something, and Sonya wins, right? And Sonya, well, right, and Sonya wins, but they'll let let her come back if. Otis, def- you know, puts the briefcase up against Dolph or something like that, or like some kind of leveraged thing that he has to wager the briefcase in order to help Mandy somehow. Um, sure. I mean, that'd be a way to do it. I, I just think that at some point Mandy and Sonya get back together, and this ends up being a brilliant Dolph Ziggler scheme to have Mandy, you know, buddy up with Otis, and that Dolph was thinking this thing through the entire time in order to that. Like that, he says, "I knew with that push, Otis would figure out a way to win the money in the bank, and I would end up like, <laughs> like I would love for there, this to there's play some out. rough logic. Oh, in there, there's but a the, hack, the hacker double cross, like the the whole the hacker lied originally when right. he uncovered the, the, or, <laughs> the or, truth or, about. Or, or no, Sonya we were DeVille. we were in on it the entire time, right? Like we were all we set it up. We were all and the hacking. hacker is Rusev, and he laughs and say he says well, that, he's in on it. That the would whole time. be even better. That would be even more magical. But I would love that type of like long con storytelling like that. I would high five everybody, even though as you point out, Aaron, there would be a million holes in the concept. I'm not saying there wouldn't be but we don't have to focus on that we can trade it off for the idea of there being some sort of long con storytelling um my guess is they're not going to go that far with it if i had to bet yes i bet that they have otis lose the briefcase in a match um to dolph to whoever um it's just as simple as that that's my bet my bet is not that we go that far but you know I, i there's a there's some weird part of me that says i don't know how long we're doing this either with no fans or with, you know, minimal fans, right? And and how many weeks they're just stuck in Florida or whatever couple of states are allowing for you to do events. And as I said before, even when you're allowed to have a certain percentage of fans and arenas in the rest of the country, is it really worth the money to go to other places when you can just say, well, just keep doing it at a place where, you know, we can leave the, the whole thing set up at all times, right? Like, we don't have to pay more people. And if that's the case... And you want to try to do a bit where Otis gets the belt for a minute and hope that, like, the shock of that is almost Mick Foley-esque and creates sort of some interest and relevance? I'd listen. I'm sort of stunned. It, it feels like when you're struggling and your ratings are down, what you rush back to doing is just making sure your biggest stars are the guys that are in the biggest situations, right? But if they wanted to go that route, 
I, frankly, I, I'm just being honest about it. It would involve as good of storyline or storytelling as they did with um, uh, Drew McIntyre. And I'm not look, Drew McIntyre. We all know is a way more qualified champion. But the actual story they told, they would not have told a worse story in making Otis a champion. I, I, that's the reality. Right. There's there was one other missed opportunity in the Money in the Bank. So as we wanted, we got people thrown off the roof. Like it should have just been AJ. I, I don't know how they didn't just throw just throw AJ off the roof and just keep this bit going of AJ getting the death back spots. from the dead. I, I'm I would love it. I would have honestly loved that. Um, I, you know, I'm actually kind of a little disappointed by how they handled it the next night. Like I got to be honest with you, I really there wish, was a second roof. I really they, I, I, I saw someone should have at least in you know in character gone court. Did you know there was a second roof there and had him you know kind of smartly be like eh. You know, to make it seem like, yeah, I really tried to kill or, them. I'm kind of disappointed or, or that why? I didn't. Or why did there have to be a second roof there? Why? Like, we're we're right. living in suspended, uh, you know, in complete disbelief, right? Well, like, Ray, Ray well, Mysterio is apparently it. out for in critical condition now. So why couldn't he be in critical condition for being That's thrown what I'm off saying. a roof? That's what I mean. Like, well, I, see, I don't know if you know this, but if you get thrown off a roof and another person gets thrown off a roof, then you become a tag team. <laughs> I'd actually. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm on board with that. I mean, right? Al- Alistair Black's tweet after it was brilliant. Yeah, I didn't see it. What it was, was it? it? It was him with like a, a sheet over his head, like a ghost. By the way, if you go back and watch it, the sound effect was not like there was a second roof. <laughs> the sound effect was like a body hitting the ground after being thrown off the roof, which is wonderful. Was, and I, I just saw they... the crash pad in the long shots. Yeah, so. you can see the crash pads in the long shot. I just wish they would have um, gone with it more. I yeah. wish they would have gone further with that and not just immediately bailed and been like, oh, it was a second roof. I'm not, I just wish they would have done more with that. Right. Like somehow, some way. Um, but that's what it is. That's <laughs> just, that's what it is. Uh, what else? What else do we need to cover? What else? Do, oh, the, are we done with the Otis thing? Can we, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think we can move on. Right. I, I just actually one one quick thing, because again, for the third straight year, the women's money in the bank does not exist. Whatever happens with the briefcase, it has to go on for a while. Like this has to drag into the winter. It really so. does. Uh I mean I don't know about the winter, but I, I would agree that they can't just do it next week. <laughs> like that would be really bad. I, I do agree that they need to to get some some run out of it. I don't I I don't care how long they go with it, but I do need agree they need to get some run out of it. Um, so obviously we're going to do, we still, okay. I agree with you guys about the Bray Braun thing being enjoyable in the way that they did it. We are running into a problem. The thing that we keep talking about with Finn Balor and the demon, right? Like we are running into the exact same problem, which is, Mm -hmm. it seems really stupid that Bray Wyatt would ever be Bray Wyatt. Um, but the fiend has lost. There's the difference. You know, and, and it, it, it it's the fiend has lost matches. Um, he lost to Seth Rollins and he lost to Goldberg. He, well, he didn't lose to Seth Rollins. I, I was going to say the first match he lost to Seth Rollins. No, no, it was a it was a no contest. Yeah, I didn't think that he, he lost. technically. Well, okay. Well, no, it was a no contest. <laughs> Is that the one where he stomped them seven thousand times? Yeah. Why? Why? What? What was? Why was the no contest? Because he was hitting because with chairs. Because the ref just the ref just said it was no contest. <laughs> because they were afraid uh, of the worst ending in the history. Right, I mean, yes. I consider that a loss, but I guess technically because they it's were not. afraid of. I mean, he popped match right in. back up. Um, yeah. 
it, look, it's only a problem in that, like, at some point, we don't believe that Bray Wyatt wins a match when he's going to be Bray Wyatt, right? That, like, we go into he, night, this so. is the first match he's lost like that, though. It's true. He beat the Miz, so like he's only had a couple matches, and he's won. He won. Well, maybe this is only the second one of my memory that I, he was regular Bray Wyatt. So it's actually, I get what you're saying. I feel the same way, but it's not an issue yet. It could become one. I do agree with. It, like if they go into this every time he has to lose then it'll be a problem. But right now, he's one and one as regular Bray Wyatt, and he has, I guess, technically only one loss as the Fiend, but he does have a loss where Finn Balor has zero losses as the Demon. Um, And maybe that means something, right? And and maybe... Um... You know, maybe we'll get well, this will all work out, and it won't be an issue, or they won't do this more. And and all and again, they ended up telling a story that made it kind of make sense as to why he would have been Bray Wyatt, but only for the concept of the story they were going to tell, not for why he wouldn't have just been the Fiend going into it. Right? It doesn't really make sense that Bray Wyatt didn't want to be the Fiend, um, or you know, why wouldn't he disappear in the middle of the match and become the, right? It you only know. made sense. or or any of it. Why why is he stupid? Why does he think that Braun Strowman putting on a mask? I mean, like he's supposed to be the master of the mind games, this cerebral guy, and he thinks that Braun putting on a mask means that he's suddenly I, with them. And by the way, if, maybe because he thinks that Braun's stupid. If if where they're going is trying to to come up with discernible differences between Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, and tell that story more significantly in the coming months, okay, I'm listening, right? Like I, I'm listening to that that. You know, the truth is that what we've seen of Bray Wyatt is that he's kind of a goof, right? Bye! Like, he is kind of goofy, you know? Um, if they're going to try to draw discernible differences in the coming months between the Bray Wyatt character and the Fiend character, I'll, I'm listening. Again, I, I, I don't know that I hate that. Um, they got it. They, they, they have to do more of explaining why, why he would be the Fiend in certain circumstances and why he wouldn't be, right? Like... They would have to tell, do more storytelling about like the fiend taking control of him in certain times. Um, they would need to connect the dots a little bit more here. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I guess that's the way I feel. I don't hate it. I, I don't mind the premise. I didn't love the execution. Is where I'm at on it. Yeah, I mean, I probably agree yeah. with that. I probably agree with that. But I mean, I none of us really thought this was this was all they were doing. Like we all kind of went into the night assuming that somehow, some way. They were doing this again um, a few weeks later, and and they are. So I can't be all that stunned by it. What do we make of the path for Seth Rollins now? I mean, it, th- so they're they're trying to play up this thing like he ha- was in a catatonic state and didn't remember what he did. That's the that's what I took yes, from that. Like like kind of split, per- not full split personality, but basically yes. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. It just depends on how they flesh it out, right? Uh, look, That's where I'm at with it. It was something that I, I think I tweeted there. It's like, I feel like this is going to be a disaster, but right now I kind of dig it. I I feel like it's going to... Hmm. I feel In the way that you say I feel like it's going to be a disaster, I feel like at some point they're going to run out of where to go with it, and yeah. he's just going to become face Seth Rollins again at some point. Um, and I don't have a problem. Well, I was af- I was afraid that was going to happen on I, Raw. I, I, like, like, I, I was almost, afraid that was going to happen. I almost right thought then. that tied in tied up too easily, so I was willing to buy into the idea that it wasn't going to be that simple. But I do think that ultimately that's where I think that you just run out of this. I think that you run out of 
why you, the Messiah thing worked for a minute because you needed to have something that mattered more than a championship because your championship wasn't there. We talked about that, right? Like, why would these people care about this thing more than they care about pursuing their own goals? Well, because it's a cult, and cults, when you're in a cult, you forget about your ways of thinking. Well, now your cult's gone, right? Like, you don't, you don't have a cult anymore. So he he just, he, he, you, but now he, still, he just became even more because he now has the new theme, the new everything. Right. Right. That's true. I mean, you're not wrong about that, but what are you doing? Where does it go? Well, I um, guess, I mean, for step one, we need to know what, why is he in a catatonic state? Like, why, why was this loss worse than the WrestleMania loss? Why was, you know? Well, I, mean, like, I think it's, but I don't think it's that crazy to suggest that it's like you, you lose multiple times and you're. Sure, and yeah, I, I just, it's, you know. He was fine after the match immediately. Like, you know, eventually it sunk in on him. It doesn't it doesn't help that he's also, you know, peripherally involved in the other major storyline going on on the show that night. I mean, yeah. it, 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 <laughs> it was a bad could look. Could this be the story of the guy that believes his own hype and then figures out it's bullshit and that's why he's in the state that he's you know what I mean? Like he truly believed his own bullshit. He lost. It's kind of a like what am I moment that Puts him into Are you this? suggesting that he's going to be? I go a... back to the handshake. Like the handshake seemed important with Drew. Yeah. What? How does that tie in? I'm curious about that all. Was the of be- these that was the beginning of it, right? The handshake with Drew was the beginning. It. Well, oh. well he looked okay. Like he didn't. You know. No, he, he didn't acted weird. He, did, he, did he act acted weird. weird. He acted yeah. weird, but he didn't look catatonic. No, he looked homeless on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm good with it. I. I, I'm willing to follow it for a little while. I don't, I don't think you can go right back to Seth Drew though. Um, no, I think you have to separate them now. Um, and I don't know what that means. I, I don't, I don't have an answer for Drew unless like it's gonna be fucking Drew Corbin for a little while, and you're just gonna line up heels for as long as you can to keep trying to make him look strong until you you figure out what you're really doing there, and you know whenever Brock Lesnar is available again. Um, I, I don't think it. Can, I just don't think it can be Seth again. I think that you have to separate the two of them now and and go your own ways with that. Uh, I tend to agree with that. So what else do we cover? What else WWE wise do we need to cover? Uh, Sammy's been stripped of the IC title. Yeah, that. What the fuck is that? It, I think it's Sammy won't do the show. Right. Well, that's definitely it. But it's. Like, but it's the, a weird look when you have your main title disappear from the program for four months at a time, and then he's gone for 30 days and the title stripped. It's a weird look. And and it's a little bit different to have it be a vacant title versus it being, let's have an interim title, right? Like, I, I am uncomfortable with that part They didn't strip this. Jordan Devlin. Correct. That I'm uncomfortable with. Now, that's what makes it feel punitive to me. It makes it feel like... They didn't strip Jordan Devlin because there's nothing Jordan Devlin can do, right? He's on another fucking continent. Right, um, right. They're calling that interim. But they're not calling this interim. That's the, part, that's the part that makes it uncomfortable for me. It makes it feel like they're saying they think Sami Zayn should be here. He's not going to be there, so fuck you. That's the way it feels. Now, I, I, I 100% believe that. I, I 100% believe this is punishment for I, him I, not being there. I pray to God. I don't that's think shitty. Right. Oh, I, I don't think it's right, but I, I, I truly believe. Now, that being said, 
after I believed that for a couple days, now they have Sammy talking about and, it, which makes that, me believe it's not that. Um, but I don't know, because Sammy Zayn will also say whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't care. So, I mean, he is saying, I don't care what they say. I'm still the Intercontinental Champion. So maybe they want it to be more like the Shawn Michaels thing, where they both show up and they're both the champion. And, and because... Because Smack, whatever people are saying about what they're doing right now, because SmackDown and NXT are two different worlds, um, whoever's writing SmackDown wanted to do it this way, a.k.a. Vince, and NXT did their own thing. Or maybe they're doing this because they think the NXT thing was weird, and they're, this is a way of saying, well, that was weird, let's just strip them. Maybe they don't like the way that's playing with the interim thing. I don't know. To go down your points, I think it's possible that what Sam, you know, it's two things. A, that this is punishment, but Sammy's rolling with it anyways and, and making the best of it. I, I would kind of go in that direction as far as his or, tweets, or which even have been when, pretty great so far. Right. And or yeah. even when, um, you know, they like he said to them, hey, I'm, I'm not comfortable. I'm not going to be there. They said, look, we're going to, you know, we need the belt. So we're going to take the belt off of you. But, you know, we're good. It, like it's it's less punishment as much as it is like we just want to move forward and and do something and you know he's willing and to it be gives on us six weeks it. of stuff right and you by the you way still give us content. The, the first yeah the first thought I had when this happened and and I don't know when they knew they were gonna do this the first thought I had was man if you were gonna do something with Otis this is it like especially if you're not serious about him cashing in the briefcase or whatever, depending on how that fleshes out. If you really wanted him to have a moment, this is it. <laughs> Give him the Intercontinental title. Let him win this tournament. You know, if, the, if that, if that was, if they really felt like, Hey, we got to give him something because you know, those segments have been uh, watched a lot on YouTube or whatever reason that they have for pushing him. Um, I, I thought that it was, it feels like if we think that money in the bank thing is going the way we think, it's probably a bigger moment for him to have the Intercontinental Championship. I also, I, I think that in their, and look, I don't, I don't know if they have anything to justify it. I think they're in their minds. They feel like tournaments are good right now, right? Because you can, it gives you an excuse to just have matches. And you can and, do them for like ever. Correct. <laughs> and you can, if you're not going to be doing live shows, you can just tape some matches and you've got content taken care of. And so they just want to have an excuse to have tournaments right now. And maybe the dumb, maybe the dumbest part of this is that, they just didn't want to do an interim belt because they didn't want to do the exact same thing they were doing on NXT, right? They wanted it to somehow be right. different than what they were doing on NXT, um, which which has totally run its course. Like it's, I just realized I realized finally this week how bad that it's it's impossible. It's impossible to keep track of that whole thing and who's in what. It's just an excuse to have a ton of matches to kill a bunch of time, but that they just might find value in that at the moment, right? Like we don't have anybody in the crowd. We're taping shows before they air. Let's just do things that give us an excuse to have some content, and this is an excuse to have some content um, that can kind of live and be evergreen, and nothing's going to change from week to week. If we tape two shows this week, we can tape two weeks' worth of matches for this tournament, and we're good. I, I don't love it. I don't think it's going to suddenly help you pop numbers, right? But I-, I-, I am struggling with what really matters during this time period, right? Like that, that they-, right. they would love, They would love to pop numbers, but... There are so many bigger problems that just putting something on that's kind of good enough and and it having it cost you very little 
saving money, expenses, that just might be the most important thing at the moment, really, um, is, is getting by, existing, and not spending a lot of money in the process. So here's what it looks like. I don't know. And uh, putting on my putting on my AJ hat, I could say, "Oh, you guys hate an intercontinental title tournament with Drew Gulak and Daniel right. Bryan and Cesaro and Nakamura." Right. You guys I, are going to hate on those matches? No, I'm I'm not. And like, and to be clear, I'm not. I I don't hate it. it I, the, I don't hate anything about this. It just sort of all feels like it is because it is, right? Like that it's all here's what we're doing. We're all getting by. We've kept we've used the phrase a million times. We're just kicking the tire down the road. We just don't know what we're kicking the tire down the road to. Nobody knows when something really matters again. This is this is our new reality. Just get by. Get by from week to week. This helps you get by. And Aaron, to your point, in the meantime, you're getting really good wrestlers uh, wrestling in matches against each other. So, Have they announced the uh, bracket yet? No, I assume they're doing it on Friday, but you got to assume that the people who were previously involved in the Intercontinental title will be involved here. Well, but, like, depending on how many people are in it, you know what they really could have used? <laughs> All those guys they just got. Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> Zack Ryder and all those types of guys would have been great in this. They also have Heath the ability. Slater. To, they can just use everybody from Raw too. I mean, is the other thing, right? Like, and, and well, they, that's definitely happening, and they now. certainly will. Um, Good, yeah, right. They certainly will um, use everybody from Raw. Uh, I don't know if we're going to move on from WWE, but there is one thing um, I had a thought over the past couple weeks, and it was strengthened this week. I think there is. There's a couple people, but there's one person in particular I think is benefiting the most from the situation as a performer that I don't know if they would be benefiting the way they are if it were normal. Um, Bobby Lashley. Imagine the world where you think it's smart to put Bobby Lashley over R-Truth. Imagine that world. (laughs) No, I just mean like I think that They've sort of course corrected him a little bit. The new gear looks good. He's he's like just killing people. Like I, I for the first time in a while, I felt like he's on a viable path to the main event. Like I think that's really what's happening. I mean, the truth is that like, like I, I, he could... I, I feel like we say that every six yeah. months though. Like, by the way, no, I... this feels real. Like I, I really eh. think that's happening. Yeah, th- this is this is the same feeling I had when Drew McIntyre when they started all that stuff with Drew McIntyre. Like I feel like he he looks way better. The gear looks a thousand times better than what he was wearing before with the long pants. Um, there's something going on with him. May- and maybe you're right, I, but I would argue that he'd be better used right now as just sort of championship match fodder. Like that, the. I, well, I, I think that's what they're doing. I think yeah, they're building him up. To, exactly I think they're fatting it, fatting yeah. him up for Drew. Well, which I, just, I don't I, know is necessarily yeah, a better situation I, I than when they fattened him right. up for Braun Strowman. I guess that's time. where we're splitting, right? We're, we're splitting hairs. On but this. he wasn't I, the champion. Either way, they're fattening him up to lose. They don't really have plans for him. No, no more than they had plans fine. for Icy. But that's fine. It's better than him with Lana and and all the garbage that was going. Sure, fine. That's your bar. Except except for the fact that for a little while he was feels like. A real thing. You say that, except for the fact that for a while he was the most viewed person on all of WWE programming. Yeah. So like, it's true. I, I it's don't. True. I don't know what's better, quote unquote. Is it? Do we like it more? Yeah, I guess. Like, I do think it's that this is a natural thing. If they're looking for somebody to get them through until shit matters again, that they can, you know, give to, to Drew McIntyre, and it has the look of a match that 
that matters and feels, even though we all know like they're not really going to put Bobby Lashley over Drew McIntyre right now. Yeah, I mean, like, sure. I, I, th- I, I, I think it's possible you're getting him and Brock at SummerSlam. Lashley and Brock? We've been yeah. saying that since they re-signed Lashley. No, no but they've been, they, it's, it's been a thing that has been floated out there. Okay, but, and it but, feels, when I see what they're doing with him on TV on top of hearing that, it's start, starting to make a little bit of sense. Who's the face? Brock. Okay. okay. I mean, okay. I, I guess what I would say is like... Or, 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 I mean, honestly, what Bobby's doing right now, I mean, he's beating up people we like. All they have to do is change his opponents. Because he's not really talking or anything. You know, and him, actually him separating from Lana is a face move. Yeah, there's an argument for that. Here's what I would say. I would say if you have Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, I think you have to do Drew again. I, I just don't I don't think you have anything else that makes sense for Drew or you're building towards something else that makes sense for Drew. And while there could be other good things for Brock Lesnar, I think it's too important at the moment that you do what matters for Drew one way or the other. And I, I don't know that it means you have Drew beat Brock again, but like... I. I think you're putting yourself. Well, I think that's that's your problem, right? If you just have Brock losing all the time, now, um, you know, he lost all those matches to Seth, and then he loses to Drew. If he loses to Drew again, I I wouldn't. Um, I, by the way, I wouldn't have him do that. I just I, look. I've never loved the idea of a face champion forever. I just I don't love that. I know people say, but you can't have Brock win again already. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I I am fine with it. I just don't think. You would do that. Uh, I, look, I don't again. want. I don't want a part-time champion again. But I, right, I, boy, again, this is such a weird world, man. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's not going to be. See, see, we go through this though. Every time you're like, yeah, I don't mind with Brock Lesnar as the champ. And then by the time we're rolling into WrestleMania, and it's the same storyline it's been for right. the past four years right. at WrestleMania with Brock being the part-time champion and the face saying he's a part-time champion. I'm bringing the title back to real. Then I guess what I would say is, and then the face beats him in three minutes. Who's your and I mean, then lose it and then Brock comes back the next year. Okay, and repeat. But who's your strong right. heel then to face Drew at SummerSlam? Who's your strong? AJ. Yeah. Okay, I'd listen. I'd listen. AJ. I mean, you can only... <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do think they're going to do this at some point, but I don't think it'll be at SummerSlam. But they're definitely going to do Jinder Mahal, right? I mean, that's... To me, it's like the whole reason he's back. Well, I don't know. They haven't been treating I don't, him as... I mean, they, they had him for a while after his title run and didn't really do anything with him. Yeah, well, but I, I'm saying it's the whole reason he's back now. Like he debuted the show after Drew won the title, right? In order to so, in, in order to have that moment, like I could, yes, could that be what gets you through again? I don't know if you do that at SummerSlam, but oh, I do think God, whatever do the July Great Balls of Fire or whatever yeah. in there, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, all right, um, any, any... But, but you're right. Other than that, what do you do? I mean, Randy Orton, you could do Randy Orton. I guess, you know? I guess you could do Randy Orton, especially if you're about to have him get back over on Edge. Um. That you know, that actually isn't the end of the world. I, I would be okay with with Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. I mean, if you win the greatest wrestling match of all time, yeah, the next you step have, you kind of have to, don't you? Look, I, the okay. greatest wrestling match of all time. I don't. I just can't get worked up about it. I really can't. Was that the, was that the, was that the quote, Aaron, or it was something like that? Yeah, so it was. It might be if this match happens, it might be the greatest <laughs> wrestling match of all time. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I want Michael. I told Aaron. I want Michael Cole to say that thirty-eight oh, and times. And he will. Every week. 
Let's yeah. be the, sure the, of the, that. The greatest thrill ride in wrestling. He will say it all the time. And I, I, I just can't, I don't know. I can't get mad about it. Because again, two days later, uh, when they, I don't even remember what the fuck the match was at AEW Revolution that they were trying to say that people are calling the greatest tag team match of well, they, all they, time. They said it this week when they oh. showed the, when they it, played it the, the, uh, the Bucks against Omega. Whatever, the, yeah. whatever the stupid and match was. Put, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure I like this is the funny part. I can't, even, match. <laughs> I can't even remember how good I thought the match was, right? Like I'm sure I thought it was a, a fine match, right? I'm sure I thought highly of it. But like it's not even one of those things where it was a lot of people were talking about how great of a match. It was a good match. And they did so I when, just I can't I can't I can't get mad. Well when they when they when they aired the uh please it, sign it was, with us revival package this week. You you say it's that. I I don't think it's that, but why would you put a random tag team video about how great the tag division is? I mean, it just felt very. Again, uh, I think they've signed. I think that whether or not they've actually put pen to paper yet, they know the revival are coming. They don't need to recruit the revival. Uh, I don't. But, think, but anyway, but I, not to get off on the. But I, like, hang but on, like my point can... is when they aired that and they talked about that match, the sports documentary voice guy was like, "And then what was." Arguably the greatest tag team right, match that's, in that's the history I, of wrestling. That's, as, as you said, I think it was right. a, like they've always tried to do the the stupid sports hype package, whether well, or stupid or not, just the sports hype package thing. And that's how I viewed it. It's just another step in the oh, that this is their sports presentation. But that's that. My point is that like that's why I can, I can only be the, people just say stupid oh. things for the sake of saying it. I can't. Yes. Oh, but I'm I just can't. saying. We we bashed AEW for saying it the uh, the with the greatest main event ever. We should bash WWE yeah, as well. I mean, well. it's all it's all silly. All of it's oh, silly. Of course. But, yeah. but we live in a world where nothing matters. So what the hell, right? Like everything can be the greatest be, be, thing ever. Besides that line, and put, how do you put feel Rondo about on a plans. feud going from an empty arena, last man standing, to a super important wrestling match? I, I think they described it perfectly. I really actually I think uh, the way kind of am too. I'm with you, Brandon. Yeah, I think the way that they if they just did it, we would all be here saying, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? But they for the I think they did the thing that we always get mad at them not for for not doing, which is they explained exactly why. And, And I thought that the reasoning was pretty good. I I thought it was like it was one of the I I think I tweeted at the time was like it's really close to being a perfect explanation. I mean, you you then have to ask, you know, okay, well, if Randy Orton only cared about, you know, being a better wrestler, why did he accept that first match? There there are a little holes in it, but that was about as good a job as they've done of explaining. Here's here's why they here's why it's perfect. It's perfect because Edge wasn't there. And his only matches were the Royal Rumble and a hardcore match, for lack of a better description. If he was on the roster for the past five years, this is dumb. Kind of, you know? But because he can say, like, because Randy Orton can say, you don't think you can do a regular match without hitting me with chairs and shit. Um, And the Royal Rumble is not a real match. You just throw people over the top rope. And there's other people in there. I, I thought it was actually a pretty, a much better piece of storytelling than we're accustomed to these days I agree. yes without question i agree i completely agree and that's why i'm kind of on board with it to be honest with you all right uh let's talk uh shortly about uh, aw for the week and oh i guess is there, what, what from nxt i guys we got about i, I want to have this conversation in like no more than 15 minutes because i think we're gonna have a guest okay. well nxt so nxt um they're doing in your house Takeover in your house, June seventh. 
and which at it least feels points like to something, which is fine. I, 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 like, I'm not as nostalgic. Whatever the fact they're calling it in your house, God bless. It at least points us somewhere, which was a problem we were talking about last week. Right. They're teasing Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano. That's all I need to know about that show. <laughs> I'm watching it. Um, the other things that happen, like I think. Do you think we're the getting riddle, that, by the way, do you think we're getting that just as Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, or do you think we're getting that as Johnny Gargano as a as a mixed tag match? No, I think it's just a match for the North American championship. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I first of all, I hate it I hate that, right? It goes back to what I Why? Because both guys should be bigger. One, that, but more specifically it's what I talked about with Johnny last week. Johnny accomplished the biggest thing, his his white whale. He did it. He shouldn't care now about being North American champion. He's, this is why the whole thing is a problem, right? Like, you've done everything. Why does it matter to Johnny Gargano to be North American champion? Well, to be fair, he didn't mention the belt at all. And that's why, to he me, only... it makes more sense for it to be a right. mixed tag match, for it to be about them showing their power as a well, why duo. why would Keith Lee and Mia Yim be a team? I mean, like, why did you cut a promo talking all about how they run together? Why? Why did they have this? Oh, match? did they? I, I missed that part. The entire of it. part did she of the say dinner. they were friends or something. No, they were to get. They're 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 dating. dating. They're dating. They're a couple. They're a couple. Oh, right. I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh well, that's. Oh, well, that, oh, well, that I think you're right. You that probably is what there. they're doing. I think it makes I, I way no more idea. sense in the. And again, there's a bigger problem, which goes. I, what you're talking about in the story they've told, they could do that because. They've ignored the fact that Johnny's accomplished everything, and they're pretending like he's got to be a guy that builds himself back up, which is insane because he's done all of this shit. No, um, no, 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 no. It's not insane because he's a heel and he's insane. So that's, that's why fine, it But works. it doesn't explain why he cares specifically about the North American title belt. Like, why when well, you're— he's not. Let's take that. They're not saying that, so we can't criticize it because we don't know that's what they're doing. And that's he's the, just bitching about Keith Lee in general. But that it makes so, way more sense if what yeah, you care about yeah. now is about wielding your power as a couple. That that's different. And he's he's mad that the fans like Keith Lee, and that right. makes more sense because it plays into his delusion. And it's not like you're doing anything with Mia Yim that's so great, and you still get Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee involved, and you could then spin it off to have some big killer match, say, you know, SummerSlam weekend. Um, I think it it actually I'm all I'm all completely on board with a mixed tag match at at this particular takeover. Yeah, I mean the only I like it. the only reason it it seems weird is because they have never brought up the Keith Lee Mia Yim relationship. But they did. They did last night. They talked about it while they were having dinner. They didn't talk about them together. Yes, they did. They both. Sure they did. Well, they said, now that you bring it up, they did say you've been running around together. 100% or they talked about it. Am, am I living in a uh, bizarro world? They directly referenced the two of them last night. Okay, then I missed that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of glossed over it because I was focused on who each person was talking about. But when you bring it up, I do remember him saying, I do remember thinking at the time, that's a weird segue into Keith Lee. Right. Like why, you know, why are they saying, Oh, and the guy you run around with Keith Lee, he thinks he's so great. And I'm like, okay, that was a weird transition, but I, I totally didn't even catch on to what they were trying to do. I mean, I, it, uh, and uh, hang on a second. Mia but Yim. it makes sense now that you say that. Yes. Uh, Mia Yim has tweeted about it. Dog walk the both of them. Um, uh, Mia Yim's been tweeting about it all day. Okay, cool. I mean, like, awesome. I, in I, sure. 
Like, it's I, I, I must have missed something. Yeah, this seemed to be – when I watched that last night, I said, oh, oh, this, is, this actually works for me. Like, it works for me that this is different and something that they would care about and trying to – as you talked about last week, Brandon White, it would have been cool to have both of them holding the briefcases at the end of the night, right? Like, as you're trying to – that justifies what they're talking about as being a power couple. This is a way they can be a power couple is to take out both of them at the same time um, and spin where yeah. they spin from there. Yeah. Cool. As far as the in-your-house thing, they, they just better have the in-your-house set. I don't care about anything else. Yeah, I was hoping. get in-your-house, they yeah. better have the in-your-house set. I was hoping so, too. And then somebody can do a dive bomb off the yes, house. totally 100%. on board. Totally on board. All right. Um, is there anything else on that show that mattered? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Charlotte, and we're looks like we're... It feels like by the promo that was done that we're going to get Rhea versus EO to face Charlotte and not a triple threat. That's I, sort well, of, I, of course, it, of course, it could end yeah, in a no I, contest. I, and have I think it has yeah, to be a triple threat. That's fine either way. I do think Rhea's walking away with the belt, though. I probably, I, I agree, and sadly, I think that means that Charlotte's about. All right, let's, we already did this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. We let me let's talk about AEW for a minute. Um, yeah, because I will, I will. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. We're gonna have a guest who's gonna join us. But oh, wait, wait, wait! One quick, last thing, quickly. The guy who attacked Finn Balor was Damien <laughs> Priest. Sure. Great. I mean, I love I love Damian Priest, and I, you know, you were just complaining last week they weren't doing enough with Damian Priest. So good. Yeah. I'm glad they did something with Damian Priest. What I also know, Cameron Grimes, Cameron fucking Grimes, got a win over Finn Balor, and so we all, everybody was making all you dummies were making fun of Grimes' time, who didn't understand why Grimes' time was the first thing you were putting on the network. Bet you feel (laughs) stupid now. Bet you feel stupid now. The show was on Cameron Grimes before Cameron Grimes was on Cameron. No effing doubt. Um, all right, now we have a guest who's going to join us. Here's the thing: they can't. We're taping this on Thursday. They're not available until five o'clock on Friday. So we're going to post the rest of the show, and then we'll add the segment the next day. Aaron, I happen to know that you're a big fan of this person, and they're very related to AEW at the moment. Do you want to venture a guess? The fact that you said relate. Oh, is it uh, Shug D? It is fucking Pineapple Pete, my friend. Yeah, Shug buddy. D is that was the first to join thing us. I wanted to talk about about AEW. Shug D is scheduled to join us. Um, uh, unfortunately, because the timing was, we only have a little bit of time. So what do you want to talk about? Stadium Stampede match. You were, you were asking why we can't have that big elite inner circle match? Uh, man, we're getting it. Why we completely ignored it and then just brought it back out of no? I, I will never understand. Like, when we finally get to it, the card for this pay-per-view is... I mean, the, the championship match is still un- like it, it, it's so terrible. Um, but away from that, the card is pretty good. If you had just been building to that card for a few weeks, but you didn't, you abandoned it, pretend like it wasn't happening, and threw it back together in the last minute. I'm all on board with um, with the the elite versus the inner circle. Now, the fact that like you force fed Matt Hardy into the elite instead of having Cody be in the elite is kind of bizarre. Uh, but there's a bigger Cody problem that we speak to. I, I love this. I love the idea of the stadium stampede. We don't even know what it is, but based on what we saw last week, shit, give me more of that, right? If that's all I'm getting They're out of this. going season, into the freaking Jag Stadium. Right. That's awesome. G- give me. They're going to blow throughout the stands. They're probably going to – someone's going to – Get something kicked pool. through the uprights. It's gonna be wonderful. No, oh, they're gonna end up. There's a oh, pool in yeah. the Jaguar Stadium that will be involved with this for certain, right? Like, I, I like I all of this. that. I like all of that. Um, I, I just don't know why it is that like it existed. You took it away. 
You spun everybody in different directions, and then you said t- uh, two weeks ahead of time, ah, shit, let's just do it anyway, right? Well, like, it was because of the taping schedules, because you couldn't have the Young Bucks or Adam Page involved, and, and they thought that it was going to be invo- not involved through the end of May, and then they decided to but I, switch I, things around. I would assume you the moment... there's any chance we get, like, a rebirth of Vanguard 1, like, laser well, shooting at the baseball bat? Well, with... considering last time we saw Vanguard 1 in a match, he was shooting fireworks at people? <laughs> yes! <laughs> And and his vision can be on the jumbotron in the stadium. We absolutely should one hundred percent. Yes, we should one hundred percent get all of that. That should or absolutely like happen. or like the NFL. Could they shoot it with like the NFL camera that goes across the field? No, because that that's not an NFL camera. That's usually brought by like Fox and stuff. So but yes. I mean, like they probably have. I mean, hypothetically, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'd but of like... course they like they like using the drone camera better. So, <laughs> and I kind of like them using the drone camera. So yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm sort of with that. And- Oh, oh, the other big news, we get Orange Cassidy in a ladder match. Which is wonderful. I mean, of course, it's, my God, it's wonderful. By the way, if you haven't seen the pictures of my two-year-old son dressed up like Orange Cassidy. I did see that. Wonderful. It was great. Oh, my God. The first time he stuck his, like, one day I just looked at him wearing sunglasses with his hands in his pockets, and I'm like, boy, boy, (laughs) stop everything you're doing. We have to do something now. Um Yes, that's that's marvelous. Can we talk about the worst vehicle spot in the history of wrestling? What was that? <laughs> like, what was the point? That of was that? really weird. I'm gonna hit a guardrail. I'm gonna come and, beat you up. And that's just that. Like, that's all we did with that whatsoever. I'm guessing that's because it was product placement. Like, I'd like to hope that there was. It was because of product placement that somebody. Oh gave yeah, money. like was it Excalibur that was like that's his Ford F one fifty? Yeah, I mean, like, but it still made no sense whatsoever. Um, look, I, the card for Double or Nothing is fine, largely. Um, you know, it's it's the, with the issue being that the two matches, the one they've spent the most time on, it's unforgivable, and your championship match is unforgivable, right? Like, that's the problem. The problem is the most important match and the match that you spent the most time on, neither one of them are justifiable in any way. The rest of the card is quite good. Um you know, You've got Mike Tyson involved now. Yeah, that that was weird. Like that they they didn't know, and so they had to re-edit it in, so they couldn't even get a reaction to it. Um, like that that yeah. was that was weird the way they introduced it. But sure, you know, WWE Hall he's, of Famer. He's he's a he's a newsworthy figure right now. He is very like we've been talking about him constantly for the 100%. past few days. Maybe this maybe the plan was that they were going to announce the Evander Holyfield fight at at Double or Nothing, right? Like maybe that was part of the plan. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm largely on board with the rest of the card. It's still, I, look, I, I don't think you can justify the, the, the price point for it. I still think that's problematic. And I said this, like, 700,000 people bought the UFC pay-per-view. So I'm wrong about this. I, I think there's a bigger problem, which you're asking individual houses to buy the pay-per-view at this price for any pay-per-view right now, right? Like, it's one thing when you get together, get together with your buddies and you all split the cost of the pay-per-view and somebody brings wings or whatever and, like, everybody's paying a couple of bucks. You're now asking individual houses to invest this price in any pay-per-view. Even the UFC one, which was very good, I didn't think the price point was justifiable. They probably could get away with it the first time because people were so effing desperate for sports that, like, we'll do whatever we got to do in order to get it. I don't think they can keep asking that price. I'll I'll be curious to see what the numbers are for this weekend's UFC. Um, This one is not a pay-per-view. Oh, it's not pay-per-view. Okay. This one is just an ESPN card. Um, But, like, this... This card put together the way it's been put together at this price point at this time, I just can't fathom who's buying it. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know who this is for. Um, and it's the same thing I said last week, so I don't want to beat a, beat a dead horse about it. I just, 
The idea that you sitting alone at your house think that this is worthy of 50 bucks. Yeah. Ah, can't. Can't do that. And to, and to be fair, I would say the same thing about any wrestling pay-per-view right now. Um, in hindsight, I wouldn't have bought wrestle. I wouldn't have bought WrestleMania. It's it's, it's a funny thing. In hindsight, I would have ahead of time probably. Right. I, 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 That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Um. But but in the if you had told me that the only way I would have been able to see WrestleMania is by paying fifty dollars, and I would have known afterwards what it was, I would have said, yeah, we're totally worth it. It's an interesting question. Um. But I I can't justify it at the moment. I can't at all. And you you still have this just this massive issue. You're you're leaning so hard into the you're doing anything to just make Lance Archer be the bad guy to the depths yeah. of Jake the Snake Roberts will just be a sexist pig and nothing like there's just no thought to it it's terrible it's terrible and and now we get a face to face with him and Arn next week and why I don't I don't need that in my life at all I don't need that <laughs> no but you know what I do need is some motherfucking pineapple Pete <laughs> I need more pineapple Pete in my life forever. Um, was there was there a more perfectly booked squash match than that in like the past month couple nope. months i mean that was exactly what it should have been 100 pretty much yeah 100 percent. they did the only, the only thing i regret and again we never would have got this if we had crowds but if somehow the crowd could have come back after they knew who pineapple pete was the way they booked that would have got an insane reaction. Oh my god, that would have been a <laughs> ridiculous reaction. Yes. 100%. And I love Jericho wearing the shirt because yes. he's telling you that he made this up. Now there's a shirt and this fucker is going to make money just because he decided to call him Pineapple Pete. I mean, it's really something. Yeah, I mean, my, my only bummer is that like he's pineapple Pete now and not sugar Dunkerton right, who was this and, awesome seventies well, basketball player, which was wonderful. And, and we'll talk but, more about that and where this goes moving forward. Cause it, like, you know, he's not under contract, so I don't know what this means yet, but I don't know. It was great. It, everything about it was great. Yeah. Um, I just hope he makes a couple grand off the t-shirts. I would, I would, oh, I'm sure I would he imagine. Will. Yes. I would imagine that's going to be, the, and it may be, and maybe like they are, maybe he's not under contract, but they're telling him like, we have something for you, so sort of hang around. It's not like you can really do anything else. Look, oh, he's going to join us here in a minute. But boy, it'd be really bad if he doesn't answer now when we call, because <laughs> we just said all this stuff. It'd be terrible. It'd be devastating for us if that was the case. Uh, anything else we want to cover? I think we're good. Right, I think they missed good. an opportunity to have Mox be one of the uh, Dark Order guys in the mask that came out from the back. Yes, they could have done that. I'm so disinterested in this that, like, <laughs> I know. I, like, I'm just saying it. Like, it, uh, how can you one week have him be jokey, jokey McJokerson guy that just got the shit beat out of him by 30 people, but he's still like, kind of like, hell, oh, you had to say, it was, oh, you know, and now he's like badass mad guy. Like, I feel like there's the a lot John of John incons- Moxley. Yeah. It's the yeah. John Moxley pro- problem for a while. It is. Yeah, it's a kind of inconsistency with his character. All right. It, um, it's him as a face, yeah. 
And now, indeed, we are really excited about this. Aaron, I remember a few weeks ago when we saw him on TV for the first time, you literally said the words, dude, I love me some Sugar Duncan. You said that. like, Absolutely. I- dude, I've, I've been watching Suge D since his time in Shakara, which would have been, what, 2010, 2011? I mean, he's, he was, he's been a big name on the independent scene for a while. It's awesome you, to finally get some real do here. You have, you have been seeing him recently as pineapple pete but he is most importantly the great sugar dunkerton and he joins us now here on jobbing out Shug, it's uh, glenn and aaron it's so good to chat with you man thank you for taking the time and dude congratulations on everything i don't know about an indie superstar or anything like that like i i, I get dates i do dates i just so happen to continue to do dates and stuff so it's all good <laughs> plus you aging me out man like, you, talk, <laughs> you, you can say your car you don't have to say the year like, like oh. Keep that down. I'm trying to be eternal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, how about, shut up. You look like you're 24, so shut up with yeah, that. I'm, I'm trying to have like that coming to America flag where everybody was arguing over what age Joe Lewis was when he fought. Let's all sit around. Dude, I'm all for, by the way, sitting around the barbershop talking about Sugar Dunkerton tomorrow. I well, am all in for that. Yeah. <laughs> when the virus clears up, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> when we're allowed to. Um, dude, can you put into words again? Like, I think for a lot of people, they they think that like you're an overnight star now, but like this is not an overnight thing. Um, can you put into words what this stretch, these last few weeks, have meant to you, given everything that you've been doing, grinding to get to this point? Uh, it's a big mixture of feelings, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say like if you talk to like my closest of closest, they'll tell you like uh, it's not that I'm not content. It's just it's that old Chinese philosophy about stuff sometimes. They always talk about, like, you do something great, and then you forget about it, you know, because you have to think about the next thing. I, I, I never want to be the Al Bundy of the group, where it's like <laughs> I'm always talking about poke high, four touchdowns in a single game. You know, I'm in a locker room somewhere 15 years from now talking about, you know I wrestled Chris Jericho on TNT one time, right? Like, nah, it's, it, it was, it, it's awesome. It's great. But um, there's always what after. Like, what yeah. next? That's what I think. So, of course, that's a hell of an opportunity. I got to wrestle on a network that I thought I was never going to get the opportunity to do in TNT because biggest WCW fan in the world. But, like, when 2001 came, you know, that was that was a wrap. That was never going to happen. Um, it's Chris Jericho. You know, I've followed him since Lionheart, you know. So, despite the circumstances and everything like that, it's like you're in there with one of the best. And uh, it just kind of opened me up to just a whole bunch of new people that I just never thought I'd get a chance to interact with. You know, any name that you choose to use for me, it doesn't change the fact that, like, a lot of new people got introduced to me and most of all, like, the pathway. So, yeah, it's it's about 16 or 17 years, you know, and people don't know that. And sometimes a lot of people don't know that when you get to that point. Like, they see – the success, they don't see all the weird stuff it takes to get to that. So, yeah, a lot of miles, a lot of, lot of sweat, a lot of weird stuff. But, yeah, at least we got a little taste of it. I don't know how long I've got. You know, it might be my 15 minutes or it might be the first 15 minutes before we kick into, like, another two hours. I don't know. But um, I'm grateful and I'm appreciative. And that's all I can really say about it, yeah. I wish it was under different circumstances. Uh, right, right. Where there's yes. twenty thousand people screaming your name. <laughs> I, 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 don't know, I don't know, you know, but but we'll never know. That's the thing. Like, um, 
like that crowd sometimes is the confirmation. You know, it's like uh, I'm, I'm glad everybody was having a good time at the house, sipping their mixed pineapple drinks responsibly. I hope and all that good stuff. But it's like you know, ain't nothing like walking out in front of a, a crowd and everybody's going crazy. And it's like even if it had just been the dynamite while I wrestled Sammy Guevara, like that still would have been the biggest crowd I've ever performed in front of. It's it's like so ironic because it's like you do all this grinding on the indies to be able to do it in front of a large crowd. And then it's like you get the opportunity, and it's less people than <laughs> even, like, the worst show that you've done on the indies. It's like, at least on the indies, it was, like, five paid. You know what I'm saying? It was like, like ah! Like, ah! Like, no, nobody could ever tell me that God or whatever you choose to believe or don't believe in doesn't have a sense of humor about this kind of stuff. So all you can do is just laugh about it, man, and just have a good time and make the most of it. Just what what was that feeling like? You're you're walking out to face Chris Jericho. There, you know, as you said, it's a weird environment because there's no crowd. There are the the people there, but just kind of what's going through your mind? What's just what's the mindset there? More than anything, it was it was it was two mindsets. The first one is you don't you don't know what's next. You know, like you you have no idea what's next. This like, and that's just being transparent. It's like um. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. So you have to take what you're given and just go hard with it. And maybe just through sheer will, uh, you'll get something next, and it'll go from there. For all you know, that might be the end of the story. But for all you know, this might be like the first chapter. It could be like, you know, in just an introduction. You, you don't know why you're writing it. You're just telling the story. So I just wanted to make sure for whatever time I had out there, I just gave the best possible effort that I could. And it would be one of those cases where, like, people, people will remember it. It's like, yo, that guy, it's like, you know, he was on screen for, like, four minutes. But for them four minutes, old dude Owned meant it. that. Like, he was, he, he was killing that. He was rocking that. The second thing is I think about all my friends and, like, the real hardworking Indie guys, and not even just wrestlers. I'm thinking about artists in general who can't do what they want to do. And that's not their fault. It's the, it's the situation. So, again, it's one of those, like, you know, you're, you're out there, and of all the active independent wrestlers in the world, you're one of the few that's getting this opportunity. And then... It's such a huge opportunity on top of that, too, because look who it's in there against and, you know, the attention and the, the social media and all this other stuff like that. And it's like, you know, that, that could be a lot. It honestly was a lot. It was a, it was a lot of stress, like not necessarily in a bad way, but it's like, you know, I got a, I got a bunch of new eyes on me. I don't know how people are going to feel about me. If people love something, you're going to hear every last bit of it. If they hate something, you're going to hear every last bit of it. Your phone is going to go off. You know, so it's just a matter of like, I'm just going to put my, put it out there and, you know, see what goes down. And, but in my heart of hearts, it's like, yo, for all my people who can't do this or for all my people that didn't get looked at or they got passed over or they got like seven doors shut in their face and, you know, you still trying to walk through an eighth one. Like, this is for us. That was for us that night, oh, man. man. Like, <laughs> Like I felt like I was carrying like the guys that get looked over and still want to grind it out on their shoulders, 
And like we're gonna we're gonna make it do what it do. We're gonna make them remember us for like one night. And uh yeah. And for one night, everybody wanted it as bad as I did. And to me that's like it's everything. That's everything. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Uh, he's Sugar Dunkerton. He's with us here and uh, jobbing out. Of course, you've been watching him recently as Pineapple Pete on AEW. Um, Sugar, your story, man, like getting to this point and all of this grinding for 16 years and what Aaron's talking about seeing in you in Shikara and all of the amazing characters and work that you've done, did you ever have a moment where you said to yourself, like, you know what, this might never, like, work out for me to have a giant audience, and, and I can be at peace with that? Like, were, were you okay with the notion that, despite the fact that you were killing it and doing so many cool and unique things, that the nature of the business just might have been like, this could never happen, maybe? Bro, uh, but I, I got I to gotta correct two things about that. One, I was never going to be okay with it. I okay. definitely thought about quitting. But I was never going to be okay with it. Okay. I know how I am as a person. The second thing is, it's like, you know, there, there were things I were doing. It's like, some of it wasn't so good. I'll admit it. You got to be, like, I feel like accountability and just being real with yourself goes a long way in this business. And I feel like a lot of people don't have that ability to do it. So I, I don't want to be that guy. There were some things I've done in my career that sucked. They sucked. It's fine. I'd like to think my ratio of good stuff to sorry stuff was is is you know it's bigger when it's all said and done. Like there was more good than bad. But um, nah, it's like hey, wait, wait, wait. I, we got we we got to stop on that. Tell me something that you don't think that like looking back on it, you don't think was a hit. Because I actually think this is fascinating. Tell me something looking back on you're like, man, I. I'm, I I should I will never I would never do that one again after I did it. Oh God! Um, <laughs> it's like that's supposed to be like a good soundbite. It's not one that people like uh, to drill wanna, into. Uh, no, no, but you put me on the spot, so I gotta I, I gotta answer to it. Um, I think I think a good example going back on it is um, I'm really big into stories and creativity and um, you know how how you're viewed because i think a lot of wrestlers and again artists it's it's both the same thing you don't realize a lot of the times that like the telling of the story could completely change how people view you and your ability in terms of what you do so um you got to be willing sometimes if you see something in the story that's like yo this ain't it or, like, I don't think this, this does something for me. That doesn't mean become a prima donna, but you got to be able to speak up and find out why it's being dictated this way or why we're going about it this way. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate everything Beyond Wrestling did for my career. Um, mm. That said, there was a point in the second time that I came back where I was really trying to run a story where I was trying to become a more serious wrestler when it was all said and done. And I was, I was getting in there with, like, deathmatch guys and like hard hitters and all this other stuff like that and i needed that because if you don't have those kind of matches and people don't see you have those kind of matches you don't get the experience of it but then they also don't think you have levels so they think you're just the joke guy all the time because you always do jokes um i think it started off well i think it started to fall apart towards the back end and what the story started as definitely did not finish the way it was supposed to finish. And it frustrated me. And I don't mind saying that out loud. It's probably part of the reason why I was like, you know, I'm good. And I dipped like that second time around. Um, 
I've always appreciated him for the opportunities, and we're good. Like, I just had him on my podcast um, a little while ago and whatnot. And I, I'm not happy about how I dipped that second time, but I know why I did it. And I know in the future, it's like, if I got questions about a story, we're going to get into that. Because how do we go from a guy trying to be ultra serious to, like, trying to win the heavy metal weight championship <laughs> from Joey Ryan at the biggest show of the year when originally all I asked for was to get a match against Eddie Kingston. And, like, you know, it's it's strange stuff like that. Like, there's what you what you envision, and then there's what you ended up getting yeah. when it's all said and done. Um, there's a lot of stuff I could have worked on, too, but the biggest thing was I shouldn't have been afraid to ask where is this going and why isn't it going a certain way. And I feel like it was time wasted. It was attention that didn't fall on the things it should have fell upon. So, you know, I wasted a few bumps. You live and you learn. You, know, you talk about, you know, envisioning something and then seeing how it plays out. Did you ever envision going through these years and, and, and really grinding and stuff that you're, you know, it, you've had breaks along the way, but your biggest break comes as a guy named Pineapple Pete? <laughs> uh, well, like, I, 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 I'm not, I feel like I'm not at liberty to, to give that whole story yet. Like, I had to wait on that. Like, because, you know, the story's still being told, so sure. I don't want to give, like, a parcel of a story. But I can I can say with the utmost clarity, I do believe in luck and circumstance. None of that was supposed to be what it became. It was literally a fashion choice and somebody who was quick-witted enough to notice the fashion choice mm. and say something about it. Um, I, I literally could have wore a completely different shirt that day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I'm telling you. Like, it was... I own that shirt. I've had that shirt for five years. That's an old shirt. That's not even a new shirt. Like, you know, I've, I've had that shirt. I've worn that shirt other places. Other wrestling shows, as a matter of fact. So, like, it's, it's just strange. It was like, okay, it's a fashion choice, and just somebody caught it, and it caught on. So, there. It's like, it's the strangest stuff. It's like when you're trying for it, like when you're trying to get some stuff to pop off, it never does. And then somebody's messing around, and then it's like, oh, my God, you're trending, and hashtag this, and all this other stuff like that. And it's like, Jesus Christ, it took a mind of its own. I'm not complaining, but it's like, I really wouldn't have minded if this had came around like a few years earlier. That would have been nice. (laughs) We'll take what we can get. You know, it's so ironic that you say that, because we had Chris on, what was that, Aaron, like three or four months ago. It was right before Full Gear, yeah, Yeah, so November. And he was talking about how, like, he'll... You know, he'll, he'll, he'll have something that he thinks he'll get over. He was talking about, like, razzle. He's like, I really wanted to get razzle-dazzle over. But he never for a second thought, like, a little bit of the bubbly would get over, right? So so here you are. You show up wearing a pineapple shirt. And I'm, and I'm sure there's some thought, like, I, I, you know, I, this could be, you know, this is an opportunity where I'm going to be on television, whatever you're going to be doing. And, and here it goes. And here's the guy that can get anybody anything over in Chris Jericho. And it all sort of comes together. It feels sort of like there's some great irony there. And also... It feels like, man, I, I, I don't want to give Chris, because you deserve the credit, because you're great, dude. But, like, we want to believe what it is that, um, you know, uh, Nancy Benoit's sister said at the end of the Dark, uh, Dark Side episode, which is that Chris Jericho is a wrestling angel. Like, we want to believe that, man. Um, wh- <laughs> what does this aspect of this mean to you? That, that he not only was quick-witted, but rode with it and had that trust and that faith in you to keep going after it? Dude, it's 
like, like again, it's it's just I was just taking it show by show when it's all said and done, and um, I think that night when people heard it, like when people were just at the monitor and just listening to the show as it was going on, they I think they knew that night when when things were getting taped. It was it was gonna blow up the way it did, yeah. but I, I didn't know the severity of it when it's all said and done. Again, you know, it's not like it really mattered to me. I don't take myself ultra seriously anyway when it's all said and done. I don't think you should take life too seriously. You know, some stuff like you know wearing a mask and you know not coughing on people and washing your hands. <laughs> I take that seriously, but like you know, um, I also take that Futurama is the best animated show that's ever been made seriously. But other than I mean, that, it's a really like, good one. I'm not gonna argue oh, with you. It's a really it's good off one. The chain. Yeah. It's off the chain. It's great. Like I, I highly recommend it. Um, that said, it's like. Uh, it, it happened, like, it, it was just a perfect storm of circumstances because it happened, he rode with it. I guess they felt they had something there, so um, I didn't want to turn my back on it. And there's some guys that, you know, they take it, they take it super seriously, like that's an insult that you would have called them that and all this other stuff like that. But it's like, hey, man, like, like it's whatever. Like, people are rolling with it. They're not, uh, they're not laughing at me. They're laughing with it. As a matter of fact, they're like really into it. So it's like, you know, it's just let's just lean in and see what happens. And um, it's it's been cool. It's unlocked a lot of stuff and everything like that. And uh, yeah, like I, I think he's he's got a good mind for recognizing when some stuff pops off. And he went ahead and he rolled with it and whatnot. And um, <laughs> like I'm not like we've we've had our we've had our battles back and forth in terms of stuff that we said each say to each other but i'm I'm ultra sincere when I say thank you in terms of like um what's happened and how everything has kind of come together because i i like that's what it took it was like a spark on his part to be able to kind of give me some light and for it to go as far as even just the match in general cool like thanks. I bet he could probably remember a time when he was trying to get some stuff popping off, yep. and it's like nobody was really trying to do that. I, I think I think that's what makes it so special because he knows that indie life. He knows that grind. He, he hasn't known the indie life for a long time because he's, <laughs> he's held a job at a major company, yeah. like any major company, for like a very long time. But when he was indie, he was indie. And it just reminds me kind of in a way of um, – Looking back at WCW, do you remember when when he was trying to call out Goldberg? Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. They never ran with the storyline because, like, Goldberg didn't get the joke. It was like I'm gonna keep calling you out. I'm gonna keep saying this stuff. I'm gonna keep saying this stuff. And then you just go do what you always do. You just crush everybody. But it's something that's gonna build forever until you know you finally do it, and people will go crazy. And like you could tell even then because that was like his first. Big, big, big major promotion. If you don't count count ECW, he had a great mind for how stuff comes together. And it's like people just weren't seeing it. And it's like most of the stories that he comes together with and he has a hand in, you know, him versus Shawn Michaels, uh, Trish, him and Christian. I can go on and on. Like they hit. So having the opportunity to just even do a little something with him, hell yeah, I learned a lot. Good stuff. So cool. You know, it's a weird time right now, obviously, for wrestling, so it might be hard to answer this because of just how weird it is, but just what do you think this interaction is going to do for you going forward? Well, I I could definitely tell you what it's not going to do. There's going to be a long 
periods of indie wrestling trying to readjust. And I know there's a lot of promotions that they're not just going to try to rent out a venue so that they can only fill it to 25 or 50 or 70% capacity. The whole point is you want to sell it out. So um, it's not like I could just flip any of this and be like, oh, okay, well, if nothing ever pops off or whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to go run to the indies and right. charge an exorbitant amount of money because I've been on TV, so they could put ad scene on AEW on there or whatever. And um, I don't know, I probably wouldn't feel good about doing that anyway because um, I know what it is. You know, I was on TV. Cool. Like, I've literally seen guys that have gotten eaten up on NXT. Like, no storyline, eaten up on NXT. And they want to put ad scene on NXT <laughs> on the flyer. It's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> you know? It's like, I, I get, get your money, but that's not how this works. Um, I can't capitalize, really, from an indie standpoint. Um, I have to wait. I have to see what's going on. Um what it does do for me is it, it opened up my social following. It opens up a lot of people who didn't know about me before that really are interested to see what I do next. Um, would it be good if I still get to do more stuff with AEW? Because then it could, it could grow even more. Absolutely. I want that. I want that in the worst possible way, especially after seeing how much they want that for me. But I don't make those choices. Um, all I can do is just, good work and hope that good work is like, Hey, it's good enough to keep coming back. Um, yeah. Like, but for now it's like, I'm, I'm opened up where I'm able to just maneuver where it's like, okay, I got new people I can reach. I got new people who are seeing what the pineapple Pete slash should the brand is all about when it's all said and done. And I'm, I'm going to keep pushing stuff. There's, content i want to get out there and um other merch that i'm looking on as far as uh getting made and whatnot but i know ultimately what i want the goal to be it's just a matter of if it's going to happen or not and if it doesn't i can't be sad about it i have to enjoy it and be thankful and be most of all humble for what i got given and we keep it moving at the end of the day like um i i didn't suddenly become like a superstar overnight you know, so it's fine. Like, I'm okay with that. Dude, this is amazing. I, like, it's amazing to hear you talk like this, man. You you get it, and it doesn't surprise us because, you know, we've been watching you. We're not surprised at all. Like, this again, you're not a 23-year-old who walked in and thinks that you've accomplished everything. Like, you you know how the business works, and I, it's, it's powerful to hear your words, dude. And with that in mind... We want to make sure that we talk up stuff for you uh, because you were great, uh, gracious enough to take this time for us. Sure. Um, what, what, what do you want people to go check out? Where should they be following you? Where do they go get your T-shirts? The whole deal. You definitely need to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sugar Dunkerton. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't changed any names yet as far as those. <laughs> like, you know, it's, we, we, we still here. Sugar Dunkerton because that's the only official Pineapple Pete shirt that you can get your hands on. Um, as well as my OG stuff, which is also very good. Like you, you gotta, you gotta dip into that or whatever it is. I'd like to think pineapple Pete is like should be with lime, if you will, except <laughs> pineapple. Like it's a remix of a flavor. You know how like they might change the name when you go international or something like that, you know, and then I might mess around and, you know, get me a lucha mask made. I might be Pedro Pena, you know, like, down, <laughs> like down, you know, in Mexico, we might do that. But, um, that uh at sugar dunkerton on twitter 
Um, Sugar Dunkerton, F-A-S-H-O, which is meant to be said for show. Shout out to uh, Omar from my old job at Barnes & Noble back in the day. Nobody said it better <laughs> than him. Uh, Sugar Dunkerton for show on Instagram. Um, I'm doing the podcast with We The Independent, known as Indie Till Infinity. Um, we bring wrestlers on. We're not talking about where you trained and all this other stuff like that. We're just talking about... Life is a wrestler, man, and it's it's usually a lot of good conversation. Like, we had Drew Cordero on recently, That's cool. and we got Alex Shelley coming up. Uh, shouts to him. I'm super excited for people to hear what he's got to say because he's got a lot to talk about. Um, Other than that, the only other thing that I probably want to plug is uh, I want people to be able to know it might take forever in a day. Some people get there very fast, and some people take forever in a day. Some people start late. Some people start super early. Um, if you got something that you really care about and you're into it and you love it and you're absolutely passionate about it and you, you can't live without it and even when you try to quit it, you find some way back to it and you keep making excuses, you need to see it through. You absolutely positively have to see it through because you don't know what you might get out of it. I wanted to quit in December. That's a whole nother story. But I wanted to quit in December of last year because I didn't think there was anything for me. Um, I got hit with some very hard situations, and it's just I was ready to be done with it. And if I didn't hold on, I wouldn't be here. And even for just that little bit of here right now, um, it feels worth it. And, like, everything that I've been saying about not giving up, it makes sense. It's it's vindicating. And... um, if anybody got anything out of that, then good. No, man. Like, it was worth it. I mean, you just hit me, dude. <laughs> like, you just hit me big time, bro. Like, eh. Phew. Uh, you gotta hold them, te- hold them tears. Hold them. Hold as a message that people, dude, you know, there's a lot of people going through a lot of a lot of stuff right now. Right. You know, like there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. And look, we're you know we're largely fortunate and we're in good places, but like. Man, that hit me, bro. That uh, no, that hit me hard. I don't, I don't want anybody giving up right now, man. Like, um, this this is not gonna be a forever thing. And even if you down now, it's like, you know, you got a whole chance to be able to hit the reset button. Like, some strange things happen out of losing stuff, man. You know, so you, you just gotta be able to push through. I, I mean that, like, it, like from my whole chest when I say that. Like, I, I mean that. Sure. Um, I, I can't tell you how happy we are for you, man. Um, I, I just can't. It's it's awesome. You're incredible. Um, I, I'm grateful that you took this time for us, dude. And sure. I hope that we're seeing you every week for a long time to come. But no matter what, I know you're going to kick ass because that's all you've ever done, bro. Um, thank you for this, man. And, and, and I'd love to catch up with you again in a few months as, as the world maybe hopefully starts moving towards some sort of normalcy. Got you. I hope to have more to talk about. And um, thanks for having me on. Super appreciative of it. Thank you. Uh, Aaron, uh, or either of you want to plug anything? Nope. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter at the AOster. And he's at, at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Very good. And of course, at AJ Francis 410. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. For Aaron, for Brandon, I'm Glenn. For, oh, right. We had to do the thing. And for the main event, vent, 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 vent. vent. Uh, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Coming out.